This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, September 26th. I am your no longer bearded ginger host, Dan Ellis. Nah, you're, 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 you're baby face Ellis. Naked faced man. <laughs> Everything is really it's, cold. Like I can feel every little breeze. Like I, I still can't stop staring at you. I mean, yeah. not in a sexual way, but like, uh, <laughs> like, huh? What the fuck happened to that guy? <laughs> oh, we were supposed to not be not in a sexual way. Yeah, not in a sexual way, oh, but crap. just uh, I've been doing oh, it wrong. Oh. Have you? Matt, well, he just looks so smooth. True. <laughs> like like a round, like, like a potato, like a reddish potato. Yeah, like those are the best, criminal. right? The red skin potatoes. Mm, red skin potatoes. Skin's very thin, so they yeah. burn easy. Well, no, they're just really good in like a lot of stuff. You don't well, have the the tough skin on them. I was just making reference to the fact that you burn easy. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I don't know if you noticed the the picture that I took Sunday. Um, like my cheeks are very rosy because yeah. I had what was I think I'd gone. Oh yeah, I'd gone golfing all day the day before, and got a little bit too much sun. And so my cheeks were sunburned and my ears were sunburned. And then they shaved my beard off. So I had like this reverse tan line where like, you know, a beard would be that was very white. That's why I can't let my hair grow out at all. Yeah. Because if I let it grow out in the summer and I go out in the sun and I shave it. <laughs> then you got a white head. I got a really white head and it does not match the rest of my my face or head or neck or anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite disturbing. And then it stands out a lot. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, what have you guys been doing over the last week? I went to the masquerade ball with Sarah this weekend. Got all dressed up and helped raise money for kids. The masquerade ball? Uh, the Mascot Miracles Foundation, those guys that we uh-huh. heard so much about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had their annual like fundraising gala this Saturday. Oh. So we went to that. Nice. And yesterday we were giving away free ice cream at Sub-Zero in Ogden. Mm. So we're- is Sub Zero? No, I was thinking Dippin' Dots. Never mind. No, Sub Zero is the one oh, where I they... was thinking of Scorpion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Fatality. Finish him. It's the one where they make the ice cream in front of you with liquid nitrogen. Uh, so they pour how out. Do they make ni- how do they make ice cream out of liquid nitrogen? So they pour out uh like a liquid ice cream, all the the flavoring and stuff into a bowl, uh, and they hit it with liquid nitrogen, and freeze that stuff, and make ice cream out of it. Hmm. It's pretty interesting to watch. It's kind of neat. Hmm. Sounds fun. That's why it's called Sub-Zero, because they use liquid nitrogen to make <laughs> ice cream right in front of your face. Oh, well. I've, I've been to other places where they've got just that really cold plate. Yeah. And they mix everything up and just like, like a cold, cold stone. stone. Like the cold stone creamery kind <laughs> yeah. of. They put creamy stuff on this cold stone. Yeah. They, mix it all together. They use the same kind of cream stuff, but they just use liquid nitrogen to uh, make it. Hmm. Doing some science. Yep. They're going to do a science with your ice cream. Cool. (laughs) Anything else? That's about it. Yeah. Well, I saw a picture of you taking a picture of somebody else taking a picture of Batman. 
Oh yeah, that was last night when we were, we were giving away the ice cream there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we were filming stuff too because we had Batman there. So we did a little interview with Batman about his car, and I was going around hanging out with the kids and bullshitting, talking to them, and playing around. So was that like a full fledged Batmobile? It looked it looked no, like it's, a. Uh, it's one of those Polaris three wheelers. Yeah, I was gonna say it looked like what are those called? The fucking. Uh, they're, they're called a. That's like the slingshot or. I think it's, I think it's, uh, what I it can't is. think where it's got two wheels in front, one, one wheel in back. back. Yeah. Yeah, it's a player slingshot. Oh, his okay. is. There's, 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 there's another, different models of them. Yeah, I can't. There's there's another big brand name that uh, I, is just slipping my mind. Well, right the, now. there's a really expensive ones called like T Rex mm-hmm. that are like the custom built ones that are really low to the ground and do like 200 miles an hour. Yeah, that's not the name I'm thinking of either. But anyway, yeah. But yeah, so Batman was there. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's a good guy. So, <laughs> some people just want to burn it all down. Uh, and you, sir, what have you been doing? Um, I have been watching the Last Chance You on Netflix. You guys watch this? Any Was of this? That? Heard of any of it? Last Chance. It's really, I've... it's really a cool premise. It's like a bunch of really, really talented and and hardworking, usually. Uh, college athletes who have some sort of mistake or attitude problem or something that bumps them out of division one or division two ah. schools. And so they go down to junior college as a basically their last chance to work their way back up through junior college and maybe get another shot at a division one or two school. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's been really interesting, but, uh, on the the season that I'm watch uh, that I was well, there's two seasons about one school, and then there's a third season about a different school, mm-hmm. and they're all super fucking religious y bullshit, whatever. <laughs> and but the one the one that it follows the school for two seasons is in uh, southeastern Mississippi, M- Mississippi, and it's uh, real yucky with God shit. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> what's interesting is like so it's a community college, and they pray before the games and during locker rooms and the coaches all do Bible, this and that bullshit, which I don't, I don't know how that works for a community college. Like if that's even legal or allowed, but whatever they, you know, they do it. But one prayer before they had a rivalry game, the coach prayed for this quote, help us play violent and vicious (laughs) the way the game is supposed to be played. Close quote. This is a prayer. Yeah. That's uh, a loving how does that work exactly? Like, it, it, can he even help with that? Right? Like, like you can give him a sword. But if if he's a perfectly good God, though, can he help one person to be violent and vicious to another one? Or does that con- does that conflict with his abilities? Or well, I mean, there's plenty of examples of him doing that in the Bible. But well, yeah, I it guess I really mean, doesn't really conform to the you know God is great bullshit that people say all the time yeah we know god is an asshole but they don't know that yeah they 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 want to talk about how great he is and loving and patient and kind and all that stuff but then they pray for stuff like that yeah now if the other team prays (laughs) for the same thing do the prayers cancel out well i don't think any i don't think any prayers are making it because (laughs) people like one team i i've watched a ton of football and almost every single time one team loses Oh really? Yeah, never a tie. There well, are a couple. Almost every time. Yeah, there are there are yeah, a few yeah. of those, and those must be the games where both teams pray. Okay, okay. <laughs> because sense. all the rest of the time, it must just be the one team. 
because uh, usually every usually there's at least one team that loses. How fucking selfish and stupid is it for people to pray to their mm-hmm. ultimate supreme being in the sky that one team beats another team on a competitive, what should be friendly display of your talent in a particular sport, and they'll they'll spend their time praying for that versus trying to fix any other ill in the world, right? Like if they yeah, out, if yeah, they yeah. honestly believe that their God listens to their prayers and answers them, acts in a way in accordance with the way that they want their God to behave and act, right? Like he's going to step in and he's going to make my team win this game. We're going to get the help from the ultimate sky daddy. Mm-hmm. What kind of arrogant, selfish fucking thing is that to do when you could instead be praying for it? Like, if your prayers actually work, yeah, if, if it's they believe demonstrably that, which they do. true that they work, why the fuck are you praying for stupid shit like that instead of ending world hunger, ending yeah. war, ending famine, stopping disease, sure. stopping natural disasters, hurricanes, earthquakes, tornadoes, any of that kind of shit? It, instead, you're praying that your fucking football team wins. It's why, actually why? slightly worse than that because it's it doesn't matter whether it's demonstrable or not. It only matters that they believe that that's true. Mm-hmm. They believe that this could accomplish anything, and yet they use it for that. Yeah. Well, but once again, if they truly believe that, why even practice? Yeah. You just yeah. got to show up I, and I know. Yeah. I, I know. Well, See, God helps why... those who help themselves, Ryan. Oh. <laughs> Which is not in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And then, so, uh, another thing, uh, one, they had one extra specially godly, yucky episode about a whole bunch of stupid stuff. But in one game, the defense of this team gave up 42 points. They still won the game. Huh? They're, they're, they're really good. Like, but their defense just played like shit. They gave up 42 points and the coaches were all over them for the whole week. Um, the, and, uh, they were praying and converting and Bible studying, baptizing the whole thing. Every the whole. <laughs> so what happened next week? Did they give up forty two again? Nope, fifty forty nine. <laughs> 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 they won that game too, but they ha- they scored fifty two in that game. Yeah, Jesus, or sixty two in that game, or something. Those are like, like those are like basketball. basketball games. Yeah. <laughs> They have like I, eight quarters. <laughs> it was an exciting game to watch. It was just like one play touchdown, one play touchdown, one play touchdown. <laughs> there was like one punt the whole game. Oh man. When I when I was in high school, we played Tooele and we ended up beating them fifty three to zero. And like they're toward the end of the game, their coach started freaking out and oh, he yeah. was running out on the field. Oh, you're just running up the score oh, now. Yeah. And I mean we had our third string players and they're like people who never get to play. We're out there playing and still scoring. And like, yeah, like we've been our shittiest players and and it's like, you're even shittier. (laughs) Well, and our coach was like, I don't don't know what you want me to do. Like, do you want me to just tell my guys to lay down and you guys run the, would that make you feel any better? Yeah. 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 Well, actually this coach started off playing like that. Like he would, he, or he would back off. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they, but what happened was they won one of their games and dropped four places in the national rankings. And they're like, well, that, that was an easy team. You should have killed them by way more than you did. Yeah, so then he's geez. like, okay, now I just have to beat everyone by a hundred million to nothing. Now we just have time. to go out and slaughter them and embarrass yeah. them, yep. make them feel bad that they even took the field. Yep. Oh, and they, so yeah, that's what they do. Oh, that sucks. Then the players yeah. all go home and turn themselves over to Satan. <laughs> what happens is they f- start fighting is what happens because well, the yeah, tempers are Yeah, you put a bunch too- of those kids that have yeah. had issues yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you get one team that has no shot at any of the playoffs, they, they, they'll they just try to take you out of the playoffs. 
So anyway, but I thought it was interesting. All that fucking God bothering all year, all year long. Nothing. <laughs> well, you really make me want to watch this show now. It's actually really good. It is really good. <laughs> yeah. The I, did one, see, I did see it on Netflix. The one in know. Mississippi, it started out and I didn't, I, I was like, man, I don't know if I like this coach that much, but I'm like, I'll give it a shot. He has an awesome crew around him. That's what really, he's got this really good uh, academic coordinator gal in his office and she is the fucking best i want her in my life <laughs> she loves those boys man and there's no doubt about it like nobody everybody knows she does and then he's got a really great defensive lines coach and offensive coordinator who are also really genuine guys but in the other season and this is in kansas it's really interesting because the the coach is kind of a hard ass but he's a really sweet guy you can kind of tell like that he's that's in there but he's just really rough around the edges because he's a white guy that grew up in Compton. Mm. And uh, so he recruits really well because he gets along with all these troubled kids from all over the country or whatever and brings them all in. But that one's pretty interesting just because it's kind of a, a unique story. But anyway, yeah, you should all go check it out. Last chance you. Good one. Did you watch Snoop, hmm. Snoop Dogg's football team? What? Oh. He's got a show on Netflix too, where Snoop Dogg sponsor. He's he's been sponsoring, I guess, like a. Wouldn't he have a basketball team? No, he's got like it's like he's a like not, seven six eighties nine pounds or whatever. Well, he doesn't play. It's, like a, it's like a pee wee. It's like a pee wee style football team, like a like middle school or. Wait, I think you said Snoop. Kids. Yeah, Snoop, Snoop or Pee-wee. Oh, Pee Wee is not a lot around kids anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no Pee Wees for Pee Wee. Because <laughs> he touched his Pee Wee. But uh, there's not much praying in that one. It's more or less Snoop Dogg going on in the field when someone makes a bad call going, What the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck? That kid didn't do shit wrong. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> there's a lot of cussing around the kids. Oh, yeah. Well, this one, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All those good, godly coaches are yeah. swearing around. Oh, yeah. Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Mm. Yeah. Using all the bad words. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I have just been working a whole lot. I went golfing on Saturday. We, my, my golfing buddy and I, James, usually try to get out to Wasatch to play 36 holes. They, they have, it's, they have two 18 hole golf courses at Wasatch National or State Park. And it, they're both just gorgeous. So we usually try to get out once a year and play all, all 36, 36. holes and just straight. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So we'll get there early in the morning, have breakfast, play eighteen, have lunch, play eighteen, okay. and then go out to dinner or whatever. Make a whole day of it. But uh, make a eighteen whole day of it. Yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> when uh, I finally had the date available to get out and play, by the time I went to get tea times, I could only get tea times for one of the courses. Uh. So we picked the the prettier of the two courses and and spent the day golfing. That was a whole lot of fun. Um, and then Sunday, Tracy and I went to go see a play at Salt Lake Acting Company that was very, very good. I couldn't tell you the name of it because it's really fucking long. <laughs> it was like this, it was like a ridiculously long title of the play on purpose, uh, to make a point of being funny, I guess. To like fill the whole front of the playbill, then you got to yeah. open up to see the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was a great play. It was really, really good. Uh, and then before we went to the play, uh, I went to the Atheists of Utah end of summer picnic. Yeah, I heard you went and saw a barber. Where I had, yeah, I had, <laughs> I had volunteered my beard as tribute because I thought, okay, well, what can I do to help raise money for Atheists of Utah as I'm no longer on the board, but still trying to help them out and be involved and do whatever. And I thought, oh, well, 
we could have this little raffle where I I can let people decide with their wallet if I should shave my beard, keep it, or dye it a different color. And I thought that'd be great. And then I also wanted to make sure that we had some limits, like it has to be a, a minimum of a certain amount before I'll do anything, right? Like right. Hey, I'm not going to do it. If, if you only sell one ticket and it's to do whatever, then that isn't going to help anybody yeah. or anything. So let's set a minimum of $200. And I figured that would be fairly easily attained. Yeah. Should Hopefully be, it uh, will be more than that, but you know, 200 should be easy. And so that was my first mistake <laughs> was thinking that people would pony up that much. And, and really and we, we should have had more lead time. You know, we should have been advertising this for a lot longer than like, two days before the event um so that was mistake number two and then mistake number three was thinking oh well they're not gonna want to completely shave off the beard you know so the options were shave it diet you know shave or trim or diet or keep it and i thought well surely it won't be that they want to take all of my beard. <laughs> like maybe they'll cut it short, maybe uh, trim it up, whatever. Little no. do you know. <clears throat> it was baby faced apart from uh, a mustache that they left that I quickly removed when I got home. I mean, I don't want to say that uh, pessimism is always the way to go, but <laughs> when thinking about what humans will do, it's generally the worst one. The worst one, yeah. It, as long as it's when when they're when it's not to them if what what will a human do to another human it's the worst one whatever the thing is that you're thinking that's the worst yeah that's the one they'll do that's the one that especially if it's a group of people yep we all get together and yeah See, yeah just like how dan morris behaves when he's around spike <laughs> like a tyrant <laughs> and i just thought it'd be cool to dye a racing stripe into your beard well just a single <laughs> doctor and I think maybe had we gotten a different colored dye, that would have been more helpful. They, they got a green dye. Oh. Like, I would have gone for pink or purple or blue. Or, green is, mm-hmm. well, with having the reddish blonde, I'd really have looked like a hair, big fucking leprechaun Yeah, that green would have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would have went dark. Oh, yeah? Instead of going with the crazy color, I would have been like, yeah, use like a like a black dye or like just like, like a dark brown, like go with a natural color. Oh, you know, versus I going with the crazy it. color. I've never, I the only time I have ever dyed my beard was when it was really short, and I did it for Halloween one year. I actually, I actually dyed all of the hair on my body. <laughs> so I stood in the shower. All of oh, I stood in the shower and I had like four <laughs> bottles of hair dye, and I did like the hair on my head and my eyebrows and my arms and chest uh. and legs and. Beard, like everything. Oh. And I did it black because I went as like a werewolfy kind of person. And I thought, well, I'm hairy enough, but it's not dark enough. So yeah, yeah I dyed all the hair on my body black. And mm. I didn't know at the time that hair dye also kind of burns while. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's why when you stuff. said you did your eyes, I'm like, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah, did my eyebrows uh, and eyelashes. Like I went all out. Like I'm surprised you have eyeballs still. If. If I were not uh, so practiced and, what's the word, diligent about manscaping, then that could have been a real problem because I did, like, I dyed all of the hair on my body that I could reach. And, uh, yeah, so my arms were burned a little bit. My legs were burned a little bit. My eyebrow, I think my eyebrows were the worst part, probably because I did them, you know, 
toward the first, like the top yeah. of my head burned a little bit. My eyebrows burned more than I think anything else. Maybe just because you don't typically put shit on your no. eyebrows. I don't even- ever put shit on my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and when, you, when people get like their eyebrows dyed, it's just a little bit on a comb. They just kind of lightly brush it in there. They don't oh, just yeah. lather no, it. No, I was in, uh, fuck, I've never done it before. So I was, I'm in the shower with gloves. Like I knew I had to have gloves so that my hands wouldn't don't be burn. stained. <laughs> well, I, f- I figured it was so that, you know, I yeah, wouldn't get I stained it, under my fingernails yeah. and dye my hands a different color. So I'm in there with gloves and I, do all the thing and there's fucking hair dye everywhere in the shower and you know i stood in there for 15 minutes or whatever while it did its thing and then rinsed and shampooed and yeah i was had black hair for three or four months but uh so yeah i i think maybe if they'd picked a different color that would have gone a little bit differently maybe if i had been very enthusiastic in saying I wanted to have them shave it off. They would have, you know, do a little reverse psychology, but in the end, yes, they voted with their wallets to take my beard. And they actually, there were a few different people who contributed quite a bit to that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, they apparently have some kind of animus toward my beard. (sighs) Mm -hmm. And, and so it went bye bye. The worst thing. But I'm growing it back, slowly but surely. Can I make a suggestion? Sure. What if this time you keep your beard trimmed, like, nice and clean and short, and uh-huh. then grow your mustache to your chest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking that I might just curl it, grow it up. Like, I won't trim anything uh-huh. for, like, a year and see how that goes. She's like, well, you can't do that with your mustache because it'll drive you nuts. And I'm like, well, I'll just have to invest in some more wax. Yeah, I mean, this has been over... Over a year for my mustache, that's... But you still trim it. No. You haven't done anything with it for a nope. year? What? Turn, move away from your mic. That's all it's grown, though, in a year? Yeah, it, you'll it pass me, like too. It, this is a, almost a year. Yeah, yeah it seems like it, it's it's stalled out in, like, the last few months. Oh, really? But, like, when I if I comb it straight down... No, it's... Well, it covers both of your lips mm. and goes into your flavor saver <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's a walrus mustache if i let it go straight down but yeah, yeah. the wax i think makes it seem shorter as well but you really haven't you haven't trimmed inch it and a half. in a year no wow i mean I, I i think i did once where i just took a tiny little snip off the ends to even them out and that was mm. it hmm. like not trimming hmm. i mean technically technically well, my- that's a trim right I, I, yeah, but I, I maybe took off like it looks awesome now that you millimeter. just combed it. Yeah, <laughs> one side's all <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, you got a handlebar like curling up and yeah. straight out. It looks like your bike wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> you got one bent handlebar. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice job, Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it grows. It my beard grows pretty fast. So. Yeah. You know, three years from now, I'll have another long beard. (laughs) (laughs) But it was fun, and we raised some money for Atheists of Utah, so that was good. And, and, well, and it was kind of good in a way because, you know, I've got all of the skin cancer stuff going on. So I wanted to make sure that I was able to check my face really well and Mm. make sure that I didn't have any moles or anything that I needed to take a look at. And it's... Yeah, there's nothing under the beard, so. Well, because the sun doesn't get to it for three years. <laughs> That's true. Hi, everybody. This is Mikey Weinstein. I'm the founder and president of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution.
this is just like it just comes out of a blizzard of of inanity and craziness. He's going after Meryl Streep. He's he's lying about Obama wiretapping him. Now he's he's threatening war with North Korea, and you know nobody knows what to talk about. So it's it's like the 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 consequence of this is we have a president who not only can he not be trusted to tell the truth, he can be trusted to lie whenever he thinks it suits his purpose. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. I want to talk about Brett Kavanaugh and the Supreme Court for a little while. Hope you guys will indulge me. Well, What's his I'll, connection we'll to the Supreme Court? Um, <laughs> he's he's a hopeful. Mm. President Trump, for those of you who don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't. You're our audience and you're all educated and smart fucking people. So I'm sure you know all about this. Uh, but I, we haven't really talked about it much on the show. No. Well, it's been it's been getting a lot more contentious lately i guess sure over the last week there's yeah. been a lot more news about it a yeah. lot more shenanigans have been outlined from various people and, accusing him of yeah. said shenanigans uh but he is president donald trump's selection for supreme court nominee to be the next justice to replace uh anthony kennedy on the supreme court of the united states who's a fucker yeah yeah uh, Kennedy or Kavanaugh? Or yeah, both. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the K names. Well, the the part that bothered me about Kennedy is that for I don't know how long now, progressives and liberals and Democrats have said, well, Kennedy's the swing vote and yep. he's okay with gay rights and blah, blah, blah. And sure, he made a few votes that helped swing things toward uh, but, equality for the LGBTQ community. But he wasn't reliable in it. No, he wasn't reliable. And I don't know that actually any of his votes mattered. I, like maybe I think one he or was two. The There's a few big ones where he was the, the deciding. Yeah. But the other, you know, 98, 99% yeah. of the time he voted with the conservative wing of the SCOTUS. And what bothered me was that when he, Decided he was going to retire. He waited until a Republican was elected. And then he went to the White House to speak to Donald Trump and say, I'm retiring. So I'm, re and I'm doing it now so that so you can you pick a, a replacement. Yeah. Of all the fucking people in the world mm -hmm. to be able to pick the next Supreme Court nominee, mm -hmm. Donald Trump is the least qualified, most ignorant fucking human being on the face of the planet. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And look at the look at the people he's put forward already. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing is we I think we talked about this last week or I don't know if we talked about it on the show or just off air. He didn't pick these people. No, of course no, not. Yeah. Of course. But the or, Heritage Foundation yeah. picked these. OK, people. so let's change it. And we'll just say. American evangelical Christians are the least qualified to put <laughs> anyone on the Supreme Court. <laughs> True. That's even True. better. There. Are you happy, Ryan? Yeah. Fuck. Well, 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 no, well we just had to point out the fact that he's not the one actually researching and deciding. He's not making well, no. the decision. I mean, we, as far as we know, he can't even read. Yeah. Yeah, or barely. Um, but so anyway, Trump names... Brett Kavanaugh as the nominee for the next open seat on the Supreme Court of the United States. And Republicans know that they are going to lose a shit ton of seats in Congress, both in the House and Senate. Uh, it's been predicted pr with pretty, pretty decent. Um, yeah. I mean, just like how there's no way Hillary would lose the, the uh, <laughs> well, election. But it's, right. been, it's been trending. 
Yeah. But, but it's, you know, everybody is guessing or estimating that the GOP will end up losing the house and they're going to lose a, probably a record number of seats and that Democrats could even possibly take the Senate as well. And historically, that's usually what happens anyways, is usually the house well, yeah. flips. Generally, the- yeah, generally in midterm elections, midterm being the middle of the president's term, yeah. that in those elections, the, the opposing party generally picks up seats. Yeah. Because people are disaffected or angry with whatever the administration mm-hmm. is currently doing. So they want to even the scales of power. And so they'll, you know, turn out more people to vote for the people or they'll more people will turn out to vote for, uh, people on their side of yeah. the political aisle. But so Trump nominates Brett Kavanaugh and Republicans on the house on the, uh, congressional judicial committee are trying to push him through as fast as possible, confirm his vote on committee and then send it to the full, to the full Congress for a vote because they know that they're going to lose seats. The longer they wait, the more difficult it's going to be, mm-hmm. especially as we come closer to the actual election. And so they're just trying to get it done and get it pushed through as soon as possible. And then a woman steps forward. Well, initially there was a letter sent to Senator Dianne Feinstein yeah. from a woman who said that she wanted to, who, who said she wanted to remain anonymous because she didn't want to be put in the spotlight because she knew that if she came forward, there were going to be a bunch of fucking assholes who would start issuing death threats, stalking her, doxing her, all that kind of stuff. And indeed, all of that has come to true for Dr. Yeah. Christine uh, Ford Blasey. Is there is it Blasey think, Ford? It's, uh, Blasey Ford. Yeah. Blasey Ford. Okay. Are you sure it's not Ford Blasey? Yeah. They, they say Dr. Ford. Yeah. Okay. So she comes forward finally, decides that this is the right thing that she needs to do, accusing Brett Kavanaugh of while they were in high school drinking way too much at a party and he and a friend Mark Judge locking her in a room and Kavanaugh being sloppily drunk trying to take off her clothing laying on top of her and when she started to scream putting his hand over his mouth she said that she felt like he may accidentally kill her because he was so stinking drunk and ultimately she says that Kavanaugh's friend, Mark Judge, jumped on the pile. They fell over. And because Kavanaugh and Judge were so drunk, she was able to scramble away, get into the bathroom, lock the door. And eventually they went away and left her alone. Yeah. Of course, Kavanaugh's denying all of this ever happened. Never happened. I've never done that. He got a letter from 65 different women saying, oh, no, this is completely out of character. I know, I know Brett Kavanaugh's yeah. a stand-up guy. He's all, all 65 guys, all 65 women from his church, probably. <laughs> He's a stand-up guy. He would never do anything like that. That's totally out of character. I don't believe a word of it. I think this person is mistaken or lying or whatever the case may be. And he vehemently denies all of the allegations, says that he never acted that way, that he, yes, in high school may have have been drinking when he shouldn't have been but there were a lot you know back then it was that you could drink when you were younger the laws changed blah 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 and basically that he just completely flatly denies all of this and then dr ford says okay well i would like to testify and have the fbi investigate this like if Mm -hmm. i'm if i'm wrong or incorrect 
I would like to know, and I would like to the world to know, you know, who is more credible, who is, who is on balance telling the most truth here. And Senate Republicans said, no, we're not going to do that. Nope. We're not going to have the FBI investigate this. And you had the president come out and say that that's not what the FBI does, which is complete which fucking is horseshit. What the that's FBI just a fucking lie. Does in fact that's that's exactly what Trump and Republicans asked the FBI to do during the Benghazi investigation. Yeah, yeah. So and the emails. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Trump says that that's not what the FBI does, and it's like I, I kind of wondered if maybe he actually believes that. Like he's like that he dumb. Doesn't, he doesn't know what the FBI's yeah. job is. Yeah, I think is. he just doesn't know. I think he's just <laughs> the, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> oh, they don't do investigations federally. I don't know what a bureau is. Isn't that what you put your socks in? I don't know. I think it's like how a kid, like a, uh, a kid, just is, thinks like nobody could possibly know this stuff. Like I don't know it. Like you just say whatever whatever lie you want to say because nobody else could know the other answer. Like this, I'm so smart. <laughs> well, and that's that's funny too, right? Like you hear people all the time. Well. The only people who know are the people in that room. And so you don't know that this happened, but I know Mar- I know that he wouldn't have done this. Right. Okay, well, well <laughs> you can't have it both ways. You yeah. can't say that nobody knows, but you know that he wouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. And that one of the people in that room was her, and she's like, no, uh, I know he did it. Right, Yeah. right. So... Yeah, so then yeah. it becomes who is who is a more credible witness. Yeah. And we already have Kavanaugh lying about a whole host of things. Mm-hmm. Lying or at least being so misleading as to be... Like right on the border of lying, like he well, lying he's even been, when he wasn't up for Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and he's been very slick with all of the questions that yeah. he's answered. Well, first of all, he's not just a Republican; he's like Tea Party slash alt right levels of conservatism. He's a, so mm-hmm. he's already not trustworthy. <laughs> he's a, he's like a he's a Federalist. So they go back and forth. Uh, Doctor Ford says that she would like to testify. They don't want her to testify. She says she would like to. They arrange things back and forth. The They schedule a vote to press forward on his nomination. Then they call off the vote, say that they want to bring her in. Now Republicans are saying that they are, well, they're not saying they're too chicken shit, but that is what we can infer from their yeah. actions. They have hired a uh, sex crimes prosecutor from Maricopa County. What else is Maricopa County famous for? Oh, putting people in pink jumpsuits, letting them sit outside in the hot sun and chain gangs. And that one motherfucker who we don't like a lot, they got, <laughs> they got pardoned by Trump. Yes. Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Yeah. Yeah. Not a sheriff anymore. No, no. It's just Joe. Well, Arpaio. it's, it's, it's an honorific like president, whatever, you know, Do you think there's anything former o- presidents, they still refer them. Yeah. Refer but is there anything honorable about no, Joe Arpaio? Uh, no. No, well, it's honorific. It's yeah. just a title honoring your past deeds, well, whatever. But so they they hire a a sex crimes prosecutor from Maricopa County to be the person to question Doctor Ford tomorrow. We're recording tonight. And I I think I said the date at the beginning of the episode. I usually do. Yeah. Today is September twenty sixth, Wednesday. She is supposed to testify tomorrow. Both she and Brett Kavanaugh are set to testify yeah. tomorrow. But now we got the other zinger that's coming out. Well, so so they're both set to testify. The Republicans are too chicken shit to to be seen, you know, a bunch of old white guys questioning a woman who has mm-hmm. credibly accused Brett Kavanaugh of attempted rape and sexual yeah. assault. They don't right. want to be the ones seen as right. questioning her because that those are bad optics, right? So they hire a woman yep. to question her. A woman. A woman. 
And her job isn't even anything to do with like, hey, I'm a litigator. I do investigations of people. I'm this is my job. What kills me is that they know how fucking horrible this looks, but they're still doing it anyway. Yeah, yeah like, that's they the know, whole thing. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. They know that the optics of them asking her is going to look really fucking oh, terrible. Yeah. And they know. So they have a basic understanding that asking this in the first place is really fucking terrible. But then they know that it would be worse if they did it direct directly. So they're they're going to be sneaky. They're going to be little weasels. Mm-hmm. They're going to be fucking cowards and bring somebody else in to do their own dirty work. And 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 the fact that they're pushing the nomination through at all is right is already bad enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like like everybody has been pointing out throughout this entire process. Like, what is the rush? What is the hurry? Why do we have to get this done today? Why can't we investigate these things? Why don't we take our time? Especially when we're talking about appointing somebody to a position for the rest of their life. Yeah. You know, until they want to retire, this person is going to be occupying this position. And with Kavanaugh, that could be 30, 40 years. Yeah. You know, that we're talking three to four decades of somebody being on the Supreme Court. Being a douche. And so you should make absolutely sure that the person you're putting in the into that position is supremely qualified and above reproach in all of their dealings with yeah. their fellow human beings, right? Uh, so you should want to investigate every little thing about them that you possibly can. Now, in addition to Dr. Ford, we have at least two other women now coming forward saying that Brett Kavanaugh has acted inappropriately with them. And so far, the uh, Judiciary Committee is not allowing them to speak because that would be bad. Well, if the Judiciary Committee doesn't want to question them or do anything, they should just have the Federal Bureau of Investigations <laughs> talk to them. <laughs> well, and you have you have the Republicans and Trump saying that this is all – and Brett Kavanaugh saying yeah. this is all just a smear campaign. It's pure politics. You know, the, these – oh, and today, I don't know if you guys were watching or heard this yet, but uh, the president is – he was meeting with – I believe he was meeting with Shinzo Abe today. and. During that meeting, reporters were asking questions of him, and they were, of course, the topic of Brett Kavanaugh came up. Yeah, and Trump said, "Oh no, this is a smear campaign. It's it's politics, pure and simple. The Democrats are just trying to rent, you know, just trying to delay this, and they're trying to kill this. They're being uh, nomination for this great, wonderful man, blah blah blah." And the reporter said, "Do you think that all three women so far, so far, three? Yeah, and Michael Avenatti, Stormy Daniels as attorney." Yep. Uh, is representing one of the three women who, women who has come forward and says that there are others who he is representing who will come forward also. But so Trump is like, no, 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 you know, these, this is all politics. It's gamesmanship. It's, you know, it's the worst kind of thing. Democrats are being really terrible, trying to smear a great man. And the reporter said, so do you think that all three women are lying? And Trump just said, what's your next question? Didn't uh, even have the courage to answer that simple question. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's inferred it, and you can un- and yeah. you can see from everything that he said that he has said that of course he thinks they're lying, yeah. but he's not going to come out and say that because he's a fucking coward. Yep, he doesn't have the courage of his own ridiculous convictions to actually say what he means and won't answer a question that a reporter asks him directly. Instead, he says, "Next question." Well, the thing is, if Trump doesn't want uh, Kavanaugh to fry. He can pull a nomination. It's all over. Well, yeah. And so so my my question and point to all this is 
you know, from all accounts, from from all of the allegations and accusations coming forward against Brett Kavanaugh, and, and some of which are corroborated basically through his friend Mark Judge's book that he wrote, where he has a friend in the book named Bart O. Kavanaugh, <laughs> who gets who gets huh. uh, blindly, stupidly, staggeringly drunk, blackout drunk during several parties while they're in high school and college. And so we know, and even through Kavanaugh's own admission, he did on, he did drink when he was in high school and on occasion drank to excess. He says it was never as bad as anybody says, but well, if you black out, how do you know? <laughs> exactly. Right. So we know that alcohol can impair your recollection. It can, yeah. it can impair your ability to both create and maintain memories while you're actively inebriated and and we know that memory is ultimately fallible it changes over time Mm -hmm. it it's it's moldable malleable completely fallible especially when given some time but we have a consistent line from at least three separate women coming forward who have nothing to gain from this at all and everything to lose, yeah. basically. Dr. Ford has been chased out of her own home because of death threats. They've had to relocate, hire security, go into hiding, basically, because of all of this. That's why she wanted to remain anonymous in the first place. You've got the other women stepping well, I forward think who are going through the same Notoriety, thing. though. I'm not saying that's what she's doing, but you say nothing to gain. That that's a. I mean, to be fair, that's a potential gain. Okay, when you put it on the scales, though, the notoriety and death threats forcing you to leave your own fucking house, and you have children and a job. What what would be the impetus for coming forward? You want notoriety for what? To what end? I'm just saying that's a that's a possible benefit. I'm not saying that's what I think is going on. You said no benefit. Why? Okay. Well, well, how how is it a benefit though? She wasn't, she wasn't famous before her and she didn't want to be famous. Okay. Fair enough. I'm just, I'm just, (laughs) uh, but I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying like, but the, the the notoriety she's achieving right now is fairly negative from the right. Sure. But I mean, once this is all over with, she's going to be forgotten about. Yeah. But I mean, people do all kinds of crazy shit for 15 minutes. I'm not saying that's what this is. I don't. Okay. Okay. Never mind. I, it, I it, guess that's I, that's. It, a, it, it, you know, it, it's. I, it's. A, I wouldn't even say it's a fair point. I think. I think it's a point that yeah, it, she's it's actually not because getting more notoriety. And but, she she didn't want her name out to begin with. Yeah, like I I can't imagine she wanted to do this anonymously. Yeah, I can't imagine why anybody would put themselves in the situation that she and her family are going through. She was kind of forced to come forward. With. Let alone the other three women. And and for the Republicans and Trump, it's all about oh well, this is just. You know, pure politics and they're trying to smear an innocent person because, you know, it's me nominating somebody for the court. Okay, but nobody came forward with allegations like this against Neil Gorsuch. No. They took a lot longer to get him mm-hmm. into the court, get all because of his he stuff finished. And they're trying to ram Kavanaugh through as fast as they can. And they've already got three credible, well, at, at least one very credible. Yeah. If not two very credible people coming forward saying that, no, he has acted inappropriately. There are a bunch of things in his past that they need to come to light and be investigated. And they want the invest, they want the FBI to investigate. Yeah. I mean, it would be one thing if, if somebody thought, okay, well, I could become notorious or I could get more notoriety or, or become a little bit famous for making this allegation against somebody. But then to also 
want and ask repeatedly for the FBI to investigate this when the chances, you know, if there's any chance that the FBI would find out that you've completely fabricated the whole thing now you're in and trouble. you could end up not only, not only, you know, getting a little bit of notoriety and fame, but putting your family in danger, being pushed out of your own home, receiving death threats, possibly ruining your entire life. And now also facing the possibility of going to prison for lying to the FBI. I don't understand why anybody would do that. Right. But people commit, people, people uh, confess to murders they didn't commit. I mean, yeah, when they're I'm, under interrogation. No, 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 no. People come and, out, people come out uh, publicly and just go to a news reporter and say, yeah, I commit, you know, whatever. That's happened. That happened with John Benet Ramsey. That's how ha that happens with almost every major murder cr crime. They have half a dozen people come forward and yeah, say they well, did and, it. And then I'm, what happens but, is that they investigate that and find out that the person is not at all credible. And the, the things that they're admitting to couldn't have happened. Right. right? My, my only point, though, on saying that is there's no rational reason. Like you say, well, why would you want to put your family through that? Maybe possibly go to prison, blah, blah. People do weird shit. Sure. For notoriety and stuff. I'm, I'm not saying this is that, that she's that kind of person. In fact, I believe her. Yeah. I'm all I'm saying, I, and I should never have said anything. It's just <laughs> off the top of my head, you, you know, when you're saying there's absolutely nothing. And I'm like, well, you know, in some cases there could notoriety could I, be a motivator, but no, yeah. And I, and I guess that's, that is a fair point. And then it, I mean, my point was more that, okay, I, I could have worded it better, but it's not that there's nothing to gain, but when you put what you can gain versus what you can lose, when you put those things on the scale, you're going to lose a whole fucking yeah. lot more than you would gain from any of this. It slides right. more to the negative than the positive. Yeah. And it, and it's not just one person. It's now at least three different women mm -hmm. who are coming forward with allegations about this. All of them who want the FBI to yeah. investigate it and the Republicans and Kavanaugh and Trump do not want them to investigate it. They just want to get this done and the vote done, you know, the vote finished as soon as possible and they're even saying one of the women uh the incident happened in 1994 when he was an adult at a bar where he pushed himself up against her and tried to yeah that was the uh, those were the her. allegations that came out today from, that came out today yeah from avenatti's yeah. client I, and i feel bad i can't think of her name right now i can't i don't i don't know if they actually said her name or if they're keeping her name private right now still but i think that was the one where they said that they have multiple witnesses that watched it happen yeah. Well, and, and if we were to flip this, flip this around and say, okay, well, let's, let's pretend that, you know, well, I'll pretend that I'm Brett Kavanaugh. If I, I think you mean Bart O'Kavanaugh. <laughs> if I honestly believed that I have done absolutely nothing wrong and that these women are making these things up, I would want it to be stated plainly and clearly that, yeah. yes, please bring in the FBI. Yeah, I want these women investigated and fucking put in prison for lying about yeah, me. Defamation. For, for, for this slander and this yeah. libel that is going on against me. I want you to investigate this. Take all the time you need because I don't want the history of me being on the Supreme Court clouded with this asterisk yeah. next to my name that says, oh, well, it was just rushed through and, you know, it was a hasty decision. There were all kinds of allegations of sexual abuse, uh, and, and sexual now, impropriety. The, he doesn't want to be known as a rapist judge, but he's going to be known as. Yeah, I would, judge. I would make it a point that I, I want you to take all the time in the world that you need. Yeah. I want you to investigate this as thoroughly as you possibly can to see who is being corrected and who is telling the truth. I want the FBI to investigate yeah. this. I want to clear my name, so I want you to investigate this as thoroughly and take as much time as you need to make sure that there is no doubt or as little doubt as possible as to my actions. 
I wouldn't say, I wouldn't just deny it all and say, oh no, this just a, it's just a sideshow and they're all liars and we need to get this vote taken care of and they're just trying to delay it. I would want them to actively investigate this as hard as they can and to punish these people for lying about me and my character. But we don't see that with Kavanaugh or with anybody or with very um, few people on the right side of the aisle. Yeah. Agreed. Would, what would you guys, I mean, if somebody came yeah. for like, yeah, if someone came forward accusing me of something, I'd be like, no, fucking, we're going to take this to the court. We're going to investigate this shit because I know I didn't do this. You guys are going to hate me tonight. <laughs> I, I agree. And if I was, if I, I think, I think, I think what you're saying is absolutely the right thing to do. And I think if anyone had a decent bone in their body and cared about being looked at favorably, it, you know, aside from, from both parties, not just the Republicans, but, uh, I I don't think keeping quiet or you know wanting it to go away is an admission of guilt necessarily. I don't think it's an admission of guilt either. But I would I would want it to make it. I, I never I said it was an admission. Of no, guilt no, no, no. Just I'm, to I'm, clear I'm, my name. I, I'm saying that in order to make it as clear as possible that I have done nothing wrong, I would want them to take all the time that they needed to make as deep an investigation as they needed to take to make sure that I have not done anything like that. I'm not saying that I'm guilty or not. Or that they would find anything like, but if I honestly believed that I was completely innocent of any of these allegations, I would want them to investigate it as much as possible. I don't, I guess I don't see the difference. If you're innocent, you want that, but it's not, you're not saying whether you're guilty or not. I, I, anyway, it doesn't matter, but I just, I think that's what you're saying. You said it doesn't have to do with guilt or whether you're guilty or not. You just want, if you're innocent, you want it, that to come out. Well, that to me well, is the just, same thing as whether you're guilty or not. Whether you're innocent or not, right? But I'm confused. Sorry, I think <laughs> it's more of, of saying like, like to set the story straight about guilt, right? About whether you did it or not. I'm just well, saying. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, the, I mean, the, the, I, I'm just saying. I think the way that the way that something's if if someone says you did something and you know you didn't do it, do you want to just go? Okay, well, I'm just going to let you keep thinking I did it, even though I know I didn't do it, or kind of go? No, we're going to. I'll, I'll prove to you that I didn't. Do no, this. I, I, I'm not having a problem with understanding that part. I guess I, what I'm drawing from is other situations in le other legal situations, like say, uh, police. OJ Simpson. Police. But he's not a black guy. <laughs> he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about you know having some kind of bias or prejudice against him initially from members of the FBI who by and large are Republicans also. And it's in right? his favor well, I didn't to actually even have say, an investigation. He said OJ. I didn't say. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I no, I just, I just mean like, you know, um, like police have this common thing. Well, what the fuck are you running from? What are you running from if you didn't do anything? Well, we're allowed to run in this country. Sure. You know, uh, but, but the idea that if you, well, you wouldn't run if you didn't have anything to hide. Well, that's not necessarily true. You know, there's all kinds of reasons why you might be running away from a situation. People okay. react or or the way people respond in courtrooms. Oh, he didn't show any empathy or he didn't look like he was sad or he didn't, you know, he wasn't whatever. All of that stuff is total nonsense because we well, don't know how everyone reacts in a certain situation. And But the thing with this is this isn't like a courtroom. Yeah, thing. and there's, there's no the – I mean this any is, deadline that has been set is completely arbitrary. It's, it's the Senate – you know, it's the, it's the Judiciary Committee who has set deadlines for various things. There's no – thing that says we have to have it done by this date or you can't be on the Supreme Court, right? And an FBI investigation is usually done behind closed doors. It's talking to people in private. They get all their stuff together and they kind of go, hey, here's what we found. Here is 
Well, and it's and, and and like I say, there there's no deadline to have to have this done by this date, or you can't be on the Supreme Court. It's we need to vote on your nomination. We need to investigate your background. We need to find out what kind of judge you would be, if you're qualified, if you are ethical, if you are a man of good moral fiber. So why why rush that through? Why why try to get that done as soon as possible versus saying, no, I want you to investigate this. I want you to make sure that I am the right guy. I mean, hell, it takes if an average I was, person If I sometimes. was Bart, you what? mean? <laughs> not, well, yeah, not but, if you were, if, if you were. Are you talking a, to me directly or are you no, saying I, if I was in that situation? Well, if, he, if he, you he is on a deadline you, because he knows that he wants to get in immediately or else it could possibly be blocked forever. But be blocked by for. Well, for I'm just saying purpose? there's there's a like look at look at poor Merrick Garland. You know, like there's a tiny little window sometimes for guys where there's any amount of controversy heading into a nomination. Well, it's I think September you're, you're, now. You're right? seeing you're yeah. seeing this. Oh well, yeah, I guess if you're saying that there's nothing to hide, then why wait for a year? Or 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 the, whatever. You but. know, Republicans are worried about the upcoming elections. Fine, okay, great. I understand why because they're going to lose a bunch of fucking seats, right? Mm-hmm. But there's no reason it has to happen this week. There's no reason yeah, it has right, to happen right, right, next right, right, week right. or the following week or two weeks from then. It yeah. doesn't have to happen until even after the election yeah. because they're still going to be maintaining those seats. Yeah, it's a lame duck session because some of them may have been may have lost their their run. Uh, their their race for to maintain their seat or whatever, yeah. but they're still going to be there until the new members are sworn in. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't have to happen until what January sometime, right? So yeah. why does it have to happen tomorrow that we vote on this guy? Why can't we wait a week or two or three or even a month to have an investigation yeah. to find out what actually happened or or the closest approximation? That we can get to what the truth is. Yeah, to have the FBI sit down with these people to find out who's more credible, who's fine. who has been like, yeah, and the, and it speaks to credibility also because Kavanaugh has repeatedly, like I said before, lied while while being questioned. Yeah, that that alone should exclude him. Committee. That should exclude him right there. Oh, it should. Yeah, absolutely. But Republicans aren't going to do that. No, and they also don't want to have an investigation. And it and it. It just, I don't understand why, if you honestly believe that you're innocent of all of these allegations, that you would want to not have it investigated. If I were innocent and I knew that there was nothing out there to incriminate me, nothing that any of these people are alleging or is even close to the truth, I would have absolutely no problem with them investigating. I would want them and encourage them yeah. to investigate. Mm-hmm. But we don't see that happening. Yeah, even if the vest- even if the investigation took three months, those people are still holding those their seats. Yeah. Yeah. And the FBI previously has done investigations like this. They can do background investigations in a few days. Yeah. Even if it took them two weeks, let's say it takes them two weeks. Why can't they take the two weeks to do that? Why can't we hear from these other accusers? Why can't we hear from the people who are making these credible allegations against Brett Kavanaugh? The, The Judiciary Committee doesn't even want to hear from them. No. They just want to get the, the vote through. And, and and maybe it just speaks to what an unethical piece of shit Brett Kavanaugh is that he wouldn't want them to do the same thing. Whether he's innocent of these things or not, the fact that he doesn't want any investigation and just wants to push this through as quick as possible, to me, speaks about an ethical problem. But I could be wrong. What do you think, dear listeners? 
Send us, <laughs> send us a message and let us know. By the time you hear this, who knows? Maybe they've already held the vote, vote yeah. and he's going to be the next Supreme Court justice. I sure as fuck hope not, but that could be the case. So, what else we got? <laughs> All right, we'll talk about something maybe less contentious. <laughs> Hi, this is Regina Tippetts. I'm a licensed professional counselor. You can find me at Secular Therapy Project or rctcounseling.com. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. I blame Tribulation Trump because he's a demon. Yes. You and The Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. All right, Matt, what do you have for us this week? I have some news about. A new film, a film? movie film? that we should all get very excited about. Oh, Ooh. what is it? It's by Mark Taylor. The Firefighter Prophet? Is that the guy? The same one. Oh, no. <laughs> he's made a movie or is going to make a movie? Yeah, uh, about mm. uh, how he's sure he knows why Donald Trump became president. Oh, it's because of God? <laughs> Forget Hillary hatred, white anger, Russian interference, or voter turnout. Trump's victory was, and don't go thinking that Mark Taylor has anything like an original thought here, <laughs> God's will, <sighs> said Taylor. Taylor said he knows this because God told him so. Is he going to have like Trump sitting underneath the tree and God coming up to him and talking to him like, my son, I have no you idea. will be president. <laughs> In 2011, while watching an interview with Trump on TV, Taylor says he heard a voice saying the spirit of God always. Nope. Well, that saying. <laughs> I was going to say that voice was from the uh, TV. The spirit of God always. Nope. The spirit of God says I've chosen this man, Donald Trump, for such a time as this. You ever notice how people try to pretend as if their thoughts about God are in this pretentious King James <laughs> yeah, English. It's, like it's all this <laughs> reverent fucking uh, middle, middle English speak. Yeah. As if this fucking third grade educated, uh, yeah. Florida hillbilly <laughs> has his ideas narrated by Ian McKellen. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not, not be president. Um, and the almighty is just getting started. Said Taylor. The presidential prediction is detailed in The Trump Prophecy, a new film Ooh. produced with the help of faculty and students at Liberty University. Ah. Well, why the fuck did God wait this long? Why the, Why didn't God appoint Donald Trump instead of fucking Obama? Or, uh, yeah. Like, why Why did mm. Trump have to fucking run at all? Be why didn't exactly. why, wasn't, why wasn't he just a write-in candidate? The, completely out of the blue, it's a fucking total fluke that he would ever become president if well, he's truly God's anointed. Because yep. he's a president now to bring upon the end times. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> um, the film will be shown in some 1,200 theaters on October 12th, October 2nd and 4th. The film is part of a small but influential Trump prophecy movement that proclaims the current administration is divinely ordained and condemns its critics as certain of servants of Satan. <laughs> Is that, are they all members of KISS, Knights in Satan's Service? Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> a number of high-profile evangelical and charismatic leaders, among them evangel evangelist Franklin Graham, uh, Robert Jeffress, George Barna, and presidential advisor and televangelist Paula White, have claimed mm. that God intervened in 2016 to ensure the election of Trump. 
The prophecy movement goes a step further to claim Trump is a modern day King Cyrus, a <laughs> pagan king who came out of came out to the aid of God's people and rescued them from exile. Huh. <laughs> First of all, it's a pagan king. Yeah. That um, part got me. But what exile are they in? Were they in? Um they can't. They won't. They won't let us be hating on the gays oh. as openly and as much anymore. They took Tim Allen's TV show off TV. Oh <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Fuck Tim Allen. That's not even funny. <laughs> like not even a little bit. They got Roseanne fired. Yeah, that too. She's not funny, <laughs> but she's a Republican. <laughs> uh, Lance Wall now a self-proclaimed prophet. Another one, not the same as Mark Taylor. Different prophet. Uh, who spoke at the recent Values Voters Summit, labeled tr- has labeled Trump God's chaos candidate. In October 2016, Wall now claimed God told him that Donald Trump is a wrecking ball to the spirit of political correctness and predicted Trump would become president. How many people did God tell about Trump? Like, was he just telling everybody like he can't hold a secret? Apparently, and God told a whole bunch of other people they were going to be president. Well, so. and, yeah, he told Ted Cruz. He told Ben Michelle, Carson. Ben Carson. Michelle, Michelle Bachman. Bachman. Uh, and why the fuck is God telling Mark Firefighter Prophet dipshit about this? Or Lance Walnow. Yeah. Why, yeah. Isn't he, why isn't he telling, I don't know, uh, like everybody? Well, and if it's God, he could tell everybody simultaneously, right? Right. Well, God's not Which, kind of And sounds- he should, right? He should just say, hey, y'all. <laughs> it's gonna be Trump this time. Trump, just but Trump. I think I think I'm ripping off Cecil's redneck God, hillbilly God <laughs> thing a little bit, but, but sort God, of inadvertently. God kind of sounds like an old fire chief of mine who used to tell everybody they were getting a promotion. Everybody all the time. Yeah. Anytime you had a, a, a like a like hey we an employee a, review or there's like a hey there's a captain slot coming open you're pretty much a shoe in. And you'd say that to everybody, and then everybody'd be like, "Wait, you told me I was getting like, well, no, he told me I was getting it." And fucker. Hmm. Uh, now, who appears in Taylor's film, said the election is part of a larger religious revival that's healing the land. Hmm. But he warns viewers not to sit back and relax. Uh, believers have got to get their act together if they want to preserve their way of life," said now in the film. He declined to be interviewed. So the nebulous believers need to get to work, but he himself so can't even won't. be bothered to do one interview. Uh, uh, and I added this. Little I've bit. just said things in motion. You all need to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I added this uh, Matthew seven fifteen, which says, watch out for false prophets. It's in the Bible. There's tons of different verses about false prophets i don't know how they get around those i mean i guess just like they do the rest of the book well they're not false obviously they are real prophets well yeah there's that but (laughs) yeah hillary was a false prophet oh did she say she was i heard it okay you know all those liberals think that she's a prophet yeah like obama prophet obama my ass (laughs) (laughs) uh you guys, well, I was gonna say, I'm sure this movie's gonna be a hit at the box office. Oh, it's gonna be oh, yeah, at, yeah, at, yeah, at yeah. every it's Christian be the community best movie college ever. It's be killer, yeah. That's I didn't realize there was 1,200. I've spoken to Mark. I know that he talks to God. It's gonna be amazing. Well, I didn't know there were 1,200 Christian community colleges in the U.S. to play this at. How many? 1,200. Yeah, Isn't that what he said? There's going to be 1,200 screens. Yeah. yeah, 1,200 screens. I didn't know there was 1,200 Christian community colleges to go show this movie at. <laughs> I, 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 let's just say I think it'll come in handy that he has experience putting out fires. 
so I, I wanted to let everybody know that I've been in communication with Sean McCraney. Yeah. And he is currently slated to come on the show October 10th. Yes. Uh, if you don't remember, if you don't recall who Sean McCraney is, it's the uh, local Christian guy who started his own church here. Apparently was formerly Mormon, formerly well, a saint from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, <laughs> and uh, left the LDS Church and was very critical of it for quite a while, and has since apparently softened his tone a bit when talking about Mormonism, but has started his own church, and I went on his Heart of the Matter show. But he is currently scheduled to join us in studio October 10th, and... I want to make that like a long episode, <laughs> like keep him here as long as we possibly yeah. can and ask him a bunch of questions. So if you have questions that you want us to ask him, be sure that you send them to us at godlessrevolution at gmail.com or post them out in the Godless Revolution community or on our Facebook page or tweet it at us or tweet them to us at TGR Podcast or call and leave us a message at 33081rebel. And we'll, we'll be sure to make a, a long list because he said when I was leaving the set of his show and I said, Hey, yeah, we'll have to get you on my show sometime or, our, or on our show, the, the Godless Revolution sometime. And he's like, Oh yeah, that'd be great. And be sure to write down, you know, all the questions you have, like the harder, the better, the, the, I want you to ask me as many questions as you can. And. So I would, I would like to prepare a nice long list of questions to ask him. And I want to, I figured it'd be like our regular interviews where we start out with his early life and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, meander into him being LDS and then leaving the church and why and why he started his own church and what he believes. And I, I talked to you guys pre-show about, yeah, I've kind of in my mind got, I haven't started writing them down yet, but like all of these questions that I personally kind of view, like there's, there's, you know, atheist progressives on one side, and then there's theocratic conservatives on the other. And, uh, you know, it, there's, there's kind of this view on both sides where the theocratic conservatives view the atheist progressives, uh, you know, and, and they assign all of these, like a laundry list of things that they like, think atheists and progressive uh, yeah. believe. If you and believe that, you're on this side. If right, you right. that, you're on that side. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it works in reverse too, that, you know, I know that when somebody tells me they're a born again or an evangelical Christian you, or they're conservative or Republican, like you automatically things. I start ticking off all of these boxes of things that I yeah. presume that they believe, yeah. but I want to ask him directly about yeah. a bunch of these different things. So making a, making a list of, you know, to me, conservatives generally believe this, this, and this. What are your thoughts on these different things? So that should be interesting. And he was, he seemed pretty excited when I contacted him about coming on the show. So that should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll look Hopefully. forward to. Hopefully we don't end up getting into any arguments. <laughs> I don't think so. No. I mean, I, he's, he's. He seems to be a pretty affable guy. Yeah. I yeah. think Ryan's talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're on you're on the meds now, so you you're good. Well, and I I haven't always been the calmest of people. Well, you were the one that told or the coolest of heads. Told Timmy that one time to go fuck himself and basically hung up on him. Did I say that? I don't uh, think I the... told him to go fuck himself, yeah. did I? I think he it, it might have come no. close. I, think... I don't think he used those I don't think he used those Words. I think you might have said, what the fuck are you thinking? How <laughs> fucking stupid are you kind of thing going on? 
It's like, we're done. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Because <laughs> you're fucking stupid. <laughs> well, and I, I think, he, you know, even if it gets to where, like, he says something disgusting, I don't think he will, but I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what he believes about a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to find out. And I will try to just be very Socratic in questioning. And then maybe we can try a little street epistemology on him Ooh. toward the end and, and ask him, ask him questions about his epistemology and how he came to those beliefs. And what does he think of people who have completely different beliefs, but came to them by the same means? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that should be interesting yeah. and fun. I'm looking forward to it. Did you guys see the, the clips of Trump speaking at the UN <laughs> General Assembly? Yeah. Well, I, have, I haven't seen him. No. He didn't see that coming. <laughs> well, I didn't see that reaction coming. Uh, uh, I thought this was beautiful. I, I saw it last night as I was going to bed and read the story. That fucking so, picture is Yeah, hilarious. so this picture we're looking at right now, it looks Photoshop, but it's not. Like, it looks like they intentionally got him a bigger chair, but he looks <laughs> like a little kid waiting to see Santa. Just, he's, his, his, his shoulders are all shrugged up. His, his neck is shrunk tie. down. Yeah, long, yeah, the tie is almost touching the fucking well, chair. Well, he, he looks pissed off and... and Dejected. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, no pouting. one there likes him. Yeah, this story comes to us from GQ. It says that at the UN General Assembly, the president unintentionally brought the house down. And that's because while he was speaking, he started talking to the UN General Assembly as if he was speaking to people at a fucking Trump rally. Yeah, speaking as if he was God. See, this is one of the problems with having all of your incoming information uh, edited and yeah. uh, screened and only given the positive stuff. Yeah. Because then you have no real idea about what what things are like out there. It puts you completely out of yeah. touch with reality. Well, yeah, he's, exactly. he's outside of his bubble right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the story starts and says that pulling off a well-received stand-up routine isn't easy in New York City. That's especially true when your jokes are presumably being written by a warmonger like John Bolton, who hasn't cracked a smile since his 2015 New York Times op-ed to stop Iran's bomb, bomb Iran. But President Trump managed the unthinkable at Tuesday's morn at Tuesday morning's United Nations General Assembly meeting, even if he was too oblivious to notice that the rest of the world was laughing at him, not with him. And it's got a link to video here that I think was pretty awesome. Yeah. One year ago, I stood before you for the first time in this grand hall. I addressed the threats facing our world. And I presented a vision to achieve a brighter future for all of humanity. Today, I stand before the United Nations General Assembly to share the extraordinary progress we've made. In less than two years, my administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. <laughs> what like, the hell? Uh, and, and like just me sitting here, I feel like laughing at him and punching him at the same oh, time. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does he think he's done? You dumb motherfucker. Yeah, tell me what you have done that is so much greater in the two years you've been president than almost our, any other administration in the history of our great country. Really? More more than FDR? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so let's uh let's check out the audience's reaction. 
America's so true. <laughs> Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. So, so all of the UN General Assembly starts laughing, laughing at him because they think he's trying to tell a joke, but he's not. And you, you know what you didn't hear in there? Do you think that they think he's trying to joke? Or do you think they're no, literally no. just saying, this is so fucking absurd? <laughs> uh, yeah, because it th could be that. There wasn't a single clap. No one went, oh. Yeah, yeah. It, there yeah, there was no clapping. There, there was, was no, no clapping. There was no applause to what he said. Everyone laughed. It was just guffaws and laughter. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, and then there's a pause. And he makes and a he weird gets state. like a puzzled look on his face and kind of scans the crowd and says, wow, well, I... I didn't really expect that reaction because it's bullshit. Yeah, I'm gonna back. This I wonder. Up. Hold on. Do you okay. think he? Do you think he thinks they're laughing at him still? Because he's such a narcissist. Oh, I think he realized. I think that look on his face is like, oh shit, they're laughing at me. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Because he's since come out and said some things oh, about has this. He? Yeah, I haven't seen his Twitter. America's <laughs> so true. Because he says so true right there. Yeah. Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. It looks like he's taking it as a positive. America's economy is booming like never before. And that's when where the video cuts off. But yeah, yeah the, the UN General Assembly all laughed at him. Donald Trump. Not, not with, with him. Yeah. No. Because he started talking like he was at a fucking Trump rally. Yeah. Because he has no, no situational awareness of yeah. where he's at, the right. importance of, of what he's doing, the consequences of what he's doing, the optics of being on the world stage and speaking at the UN General Assembly, and that everybody across the world is going to see. This. Of, of course, they see a lot of the other antics and shit that he pulls, but this is the United Nations General Assembly, and he's talking to it like it's a bunch of redneck fucking backwater cousin humping knuckle dragon fucking yeah. dipshits at one of his rallies <laughs> well even even one of my good republican friends talking where he was over at my house last night and he's like what the fuck is trump doing like these trade deals and stuff like what the fuck is he doing like this he is doesn't not know. he doesn't know yeah i i bet i bet trump really thinks that he's done more than any other administration i bet he really believes that that's what's going on and he's not gonna know that everyone that's sitting in this room will have have received reports from their staff about exactly what the U.S. has been getting up to, and they'll know that this has not been good. Yeah. So when he stands up there and true. says that, they just <laughs> laugh like it's so ridiculous that he would even say that, that he would try to pass this off as, you know, as if we don't look into this kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's just shockingly embarrassing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's such a fucking moron. And so then after so then after all this happens, uh he he goes and and sits down and walks away and then he just acts like a spoiled little fucking shit. <laughs> sits in his chair and just starts staring he's, out into the crowd like moping. Yeah, like he's so disappointed and angry that people laughed at him. And all he's probably playing back through his head is a laughter. And a laughter. I have a so uh one of my friends on Facebook who had posted this, I started reading some comments on the thread when, when they had posted this article and somebody said something about, well, with narcissistic personality disorder, you know, if, if they're rejected that way so publicly on the world stage, yeah. you might have to be really 
concerned and mm-hmm. careful and watch them for what they're going to do next. Ex- especially when that narcissist. Because when the entire world rejects you and yeah. laughs at you as a narcissist, what are you going to do besides burn it all down? Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of burning it all down with the fucking trade deals right now. Everything he does, it's everything he does is helping nobody. No. Well, besides his pockets or rich people's pockets. Well, and even a lot of the thing, a lot of things he's doing are even affecting rich people's well, wallets. You know, when you talk about uh, steel magnates yeah. and people, people who work on the global stage in in trade deals with other, with other countries, or people who own big businesses who do a lot of trade yeah. internationally, the tariffs and shit that he's doing are hurting their businesses. Well, even even the little guy. Because the reason why that conversation, the trade deal, came up last night when we were talking, my buddy works in a lot of real estate stuff, mm-hmm. and he's saying he goes, "I got a guy right now." That is fucking scared he's going to lose his business because of the trade deals with China because he gets all this fucking wood products from China because he can get them at a, such a better price than he can in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And he can do these good jobs and outbid everyone else and still make a good profit. Mm-hmm. He goes, he might lose his fucking business model if these trade deals go through. Well, and Trump is so fucking stupid that he thinks that by putting tariffs on things that it's the other country paying right. no, it's, the, the it's, tariffs it's, for that. But it's not. It's the consumers it's, it's the who consumers. end up paying for that yeah. shit. That's just like with uh, – because what do you say with the iPhone? He's like, we need to put tariffs on all these things so that way they make the iPhone in the U.S. It's like, no, it's not going to fucking happen. All the OLED screens, all the components on the inside of thing, they're all made in China. Mm-hmm. And for one thing, Apple is a worldwide brand. It's not just an American brand. It's a brand. global it's company. It's a global yeah. company. Yeah. They get a lot of stuff outsourced from around the world. If you make them get these tariffs and now to bring that product into the U.S., you're going to charge a tariff because it's got a screen made in China and these circuit boards and the internal components are made in China. And it's assembled in China. Yeah, now your $1,000 fucking iPhone is going to cost you $1,500 or $1,600. Yeah, and and like I said, like, like we're pointing out, like all of the costs for that, the country that you're, that you're imposing these tariffs on, the country itself doesn't pay them. No. The consumers pay yeah. them. And when you're a worldwide brand, yeah, you raise the price in one country, but it stays cheap in the other ones that don't have the same fucking tariffs. Yeah. So they're not concerned. They're, yeah. they're not going to lose money on it. He just, he doesn't know how money works. He doesn't know how trade well, works. He doesn't know how the environment works, how he business. Knows, he doesn't, know how, he doesn't well, know how anything works. He knows how bankruptcy works. <laughs> <laughs> well, <sighs> sure, but he's had a lot of experience there. Yeah, I mean, the more experience you have, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to assault women and get away with it yes. and how to declare bankruptcy and, yes. and remain very wealthy. Yes. The problem is when you get into this family of personality disorders, like narcissism, borderline, mm-hmm. psycho, psycho, uh, psychopathy, and sociopathy, mm. they don't learn from their mistakes. That's one no. of the characteristics. And that's why so he, he keeps prob- repeating these mistakes. He literally knows nothing about anything. <laughs> Even bankruptcy, he doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> well, maybe he knows how to make the mistake. How many bankruptcies <laughs> did he have? Six? Uh, it was several. And I, th- I think sometimes he got out of the business before they actually filed bankruptcy. Because just like this casino. He sold. He bought himself out of his the business and sold all of his shares, and then it went bankrupt. Well, it's apparently four or six times from the Washington Post. Let's see. Fact check. Has Trump declared bankruptcy four or six times? Uh, Hillary Clinton said, you've taken business bankruptcy six times. Donald Trump says, an occasion four times. We have certain laws that are there. Uh, the fact checker, Clinton is correct. Yes, six times his business filed for Chapter 11's uh, bankruptcy protection. Hmm. Six uh, times. 
All because his companies were deep in debt like the U.S. will be soon. Yep. Well, well we're uh, not soon. We're already, already there. Yeah. I read yeah. an article last night that said that uh, with with the cut in taxes yeah. and the increase in tariffs and the increase in spending on our military that mm-hmm. I think they said that by the end of 2020, yeah. we'll be paying more on interest like the interest charges will exceed what we're paying down the debt. Yeah. So we'll Great, it will which, just like it, uh, it at that point with as much money as we're as we're using to pay down the debt, the interest alone on that debt will exceed our payments on the debt. Yeah, in in, awesome. in the way they wrote the stuff into that if that happens and we need to raise tax again, it doesn't raise a corporate tax, it raises the average citizen's taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Of course it will. And it's not going to raise taxes for rich people. Nope. It'll be it'll be all of us poor schlubs at the bottom. Well, I even saw as always. As always. Ever s- ever since the baby boomers have been voting, it's been the lower and middle classes paying well, paying less than we should because the boomers don't want to pay any of their own fucking bills. Well, and that's why people need to get involved in politics, run for seats and vote. I mean, th- at the very least, you can educate yourself and inform yourself and go out and vote yeah. for the person who represents your interests best. Mm-hmm. And I'm not making any more money this year than I was last year because uh, I guess those tax cuts didn't reach me. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they reached me or not because i got the promotion and then i also redid my w4 because it was it was all over the place that because of the tax cuts you should review your w4 information and decrease your with or decrease your deductions or increase your withholding otherwise you may end up paying at the end of the year so i always claim zero throughout the whole year then yeah so I don't, I don't want to be the person that's then get a tidy return. Yeah, I'd rather get a return than cut it way too close and be like, "Hey, you owe two thousand dollars." Yeah. Well, and ideally, you sh- you know, if the world were in a stable enough place that from one year to the next you could you could predict yeah. how much you're going but to you have to pay can. each year, and then you just meet that or even owe just a little bit, that would be the ideal because then you can take that money, put it in a savings account that grows yeah. interest for you instead of paying it to Uncle Sam who earns interest on it or invests it or spends it on other shit. See, it can it can work for you yeah. instead, but for some reason I always we're constantly change in tax laws, yeah. so that doesn't really work out. But for some reason I always do I always owe Utah one dollar. One dollar. It's like you realize it cost me like ten dollars to send you one dollar. <laughs> oh they don't care. <laughs> yeah, they're they're fuck you pay me. <laughs> and they don't let you do it. They they charge you like a five dollar convenience fee to do it online. Oh really? Yeah. I don't understand that because if you're doing it online, they're not having to deal with with paper, paper and they opening don't have it, to... and depositing, and yeah, it's just here. Here's there a... are some initial costs for sure. You have to pay for servers and storage and programmers and system administrators and network administrators and everything. But once you get the product initially developed, you can kind of put it into maintenance yeah. mode. And, and it's much less expensive than doing everything snail mail and processing it yeah. all manually. Yeah, considering I can't just send them a dollar bill in the mail. It has to be a fucking check for one dollar. Yeah. They don't take cash. <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah. 
Hi, this is Dr. Hector Garcia, author of Alpha God, and you are listening to Godless Revolution. I came back and I said, what is going on? What's the big deal? So I got a transcript. I reviewed it. I actually went out and uh, reviewed a clip of uh, an answer that I gave. And I realized that there is a need for some clarification. It should have been obvious. I thought it would be obvious, but I would like to clarify just in case it wasn't. In a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't or why it wouldn't be Russia. So just to repeat it, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. And the sentence should have been, and I thought it would be maybe a little bit unclear on the transcript or unclear on the actual video. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. So you can put that in, and I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you. All right. What a, go ahead and open it. <laughs> I should have waited until. <laughs> well, I usually mute my side of the mic when I do that. Oh. Well, and I should have waited. I saw you pull a can out. I should have waited. Yeah. Uh, what else do you have for us tonight, Matt? <laughs> oh, I have lots of stuff. I, but first, we have I a thought, follow up to thought, the but, story oh, shit, from. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, like <laughs> I want to do this first. And then, hey, <laughs> what do you got, Matt? <laughs> we have a we have a follow up to a story we talked about last week. The Texas superintendent, who's a douche, the racist. Texas yeah. superintendent. Maybe he's not a douche, but he's, he's definitely oh, a douche. Oh, no, he's a You douche. can't be racist okay. without being a douche. So. Okay. <laughs> I always think a douche wears affliction t-shirts. Well, that too. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you this, mean bros, like super bros. Yeah. They're pretty douchey. Broy, broy. Uh-huh. But not all racist. This is yeah. from uh, DallasNews.com. Last week, we told you about the Texas superintendent who said you can't count on a black quarterback. Which is like, why the fuck would you even say that, that he, publicly? That he had posted that publicly. Yeah, like, it's one thing to think that privately to yourself a little bit. Like, everybody's a little bit racist, right? What's that, what's that fucking, there's a, there's a play with puppets. I can't think of the name of it right now, but they have a song in it. Uh, Mr. Called, Rogers? No. It, <laughs> uh, it's called Everybody's a Little Bit. Fuck, now I gotta look up the name of this goddamn, uh, let's see. Is that Deathless Moochie? It kind of sounds like that. Everybody is a little racist. What is the name of it? Uh, uh, it's Avenue Q. That's what, I, I don't was, think I've heard of that. Oh yeah, it's pretty funny. Okay, it's it's good. It's a good play. You know, I've been all cultured and shit. And yeah. I go to all these plays and such. <laughs> yeah, with puppets talking about racism. <laughs> yeah, singing songs about everybody's a little bit racist. <laughs> But I mean, it's true. Everybody has those, those little racist thoughts in your head, right? Whether, whether you actually believe them or, or, or act on those baser impulses or not, everybody is a little bit racist. Um, just a lot of people have the ability to check what their thoughts are and be yeah, like, yeah, hey, and, and to wrong. be like, wow, that was fucked up that I thought. Yeah. That. <laughs> um, but so it's, it's one thing to have, you know, little racist thoughts in your head, but to make that, in a public comment yeah. somewhere 
on the internet means you're really probably yeah. a shitty fucking human and, and being. And then to say, I meant that to be private. Like, well, a public fucking forum <laughs> is not very private. Well, and that's it too, right? To, to, to first have that thought in your head then, and then think, well, I'm going to communicate this thought with yeah, somebody. Yeah. And type it out. And, and I'm thinking this is a private conversation, so that should be okay. Mm-hmm, and I, yeah. I just made the okay yeah. symbol, which now apparently is a racist thing. I did. Well, I, was, I was golfing. Well, I think it's if you hold it upside down. It's white power, or was it? There no, was, it's, it was, it's, was it's it? this, right? It's why well, was because uh, uh, of the W. You can do okay like this though too. You don't have to go. Okay. Yeah, but it's, okay. it's the white white power. <laughs> well, that's what the the people are the white power people, and also the uh, proud boys use that kind of symbol too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize it was a thing until was it the week before last when somebody sitting behind Kavanaugh. Yeah. Was holding her arms and making the sim like it. It looks like she was doing it on purpose because who, who the fuck folds their, their arms like and does in. this on their arm while they're sitting there, right? So it, it looked intentional, but I didn't. I didn't know it was a thing until yeah. they started talking about that. So when I was when I was golfing on Saturday, uh, we were golfing with a couple older guys, and one of them had brought his wife, and she was just in the cart and driving around with him because it was really pretty course and beautiful scenery and whatever. But, uh, I was, I was helping him find his ball and so I'm driving around. His wife was watching. I'm driving around (laughs) in, in my cart looking for his ball and he shouts, Oh, Hey, I found it. And I gave the okay sign and where I, you know, make a little circle with my index and thumb and other three fingers up. And then I thought, Oh, what if they think I'm a racist now? <laughs> and then I thought, well, now I can't do that. I'm just going to have to be thumbs up every time. Just don't now. spread the fingers. Give them, okay. <laughs> with, with your fingers tightly together in a straight line. <laughs> don't spread them. Ah. Keep, keep them closed. <laughs> but that's something I'll have to keep in mind now that I can't, I can't use that symbol anymore, that sign, because yeah. people may take me for a racist. Yeah. Maybe, maybe less now that I don't have the big beard, but I don't know. Does I, that make you look more racist? Well, I noticed that when I had the big beard and would be out in public, uh, if I didn't have something on me, like a, like a atheist t-shirt mm-hmm. or something that a lot of conservatives here in Utah automatically thought that I was, you know, some conservative, like well, duck dynasty type person. Uh, I was going to say, do we have to check your shirts? Cause we know you're colorblind. You could accidentally be wearing a Confederate flag. <laughs> Dude, uh, <laughs> last week when I was in training all week at work. The the instructor of the class, uh, I walked in and he's like, oh, ZZ Top. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you said that instead of Duck Dynasty. <laughs> and he's like, ha, 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 well, now I'll just have to start calling you Dusty Rhodes. And so like all week long, he was calling me Dusty. And Dusty Rhodes is guitar player for yeah. ZZ Top, for those of you who don't know. But uh, anyway, yeah, a lot of people seem to assume that when I had the big beard that I was conservative. But clearly that's not true. Uh, but this story comes to us from Dallas News. It says that the Texas superintendent who said on Facebook that, quote, you can't count on a black quarterback, end quote, is out of a job. Good. Yes. Lynn Redden of the Onalaska School District, about 100 miles north of Houston and sandwiched between Huntsville and Livingston, resigned Saturday after he made the remarks about Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson on the Houston Chronicles Facebook page on Monday. His comments came the day after the Texans lost 20 to 17 to the Tennessee Titans. 
On the last play of the game, Watson, who was black, ran several seconds off the clock, trying to complete a pass that wound up in the middle of the field as time expired. Quote, as an educator, this experience has taught me that I still have a lot to learn. Yeah, you think? Redden said in his resignation letter, according to the Chronicle, my comments were not only uninformed, but also hurtful. And I understand now why they were offensive to so many people. Like he didn't realize because this he beforehand. lost his job. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to get, he's trying to get hired somewhere else. So he's doing all this now. It's too oh, yeah, fucking yeah. late, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Redden's resignation takes effect Sunday when the Texans will play their first home game of the year against the New York Giants. Redden received blistering criticism for his remarks, but none really from Watson, who said, I'm all about love, so I don't focus on none of that. I love all people. According to the Associated Press, Texas... They left, Tex a, they left a word out there. What? I think he said, I love all white people. No, no, no. This is this is Watson, the player. Oh, never mind. That's, <laughs> sorry. That was... <laughs> A bad joke then. <laughs> I was like, what? Texans coach Bill O'Brien slammed Redden's remarks. Quote, I don't want to waste any time responding to ignorant, idiotic statements, he said in the Chronicle. Deshaun represents everything that's right about football and life. It's amazing that BS exists, but it does. Redden, who is white, once served as the district's civil rights coordinator. Oh! <laughs> the Chronicle huh. reported. Fewer than 2% of the district's students are black, according to the Texas Education Agency. Mm-hmm. In his original that remark on... Well, and that's another reason that diversity is so great, right? Because you get a diverse group of people around you, you're not going to feel so fucking comfortable about saying ignorant, yeah. backwards, well, also, redneck bullshit like you're, Well, you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're, you're not likely to feel that way. Yeah. True. Yeah, because you're exposed to those people who you would label as other and that you can't count on them because you know that you can. You yeah. you know that people are people, man. It doesn't and race is a fucking social construct. It, it's not really a thing. Uh in his blah, 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 in his blah, there may have been yeah. I just yeah. keep fucking this up. In his original <laughs> remark on Facebook, Redden said there that Redden said that may have been the most inept quarterback decision I've seen in the NFL, he wrote. When you need precision decision-making, you can't count on a black quarterback. He apologized for the statement, but then made things worse when he said black quarterbacks, quote, have had limited success in the NFL. Which is not true. Yeah, I think we listed off a bunch of oh, yeah. black quarterbacks who've had enormous success. Redden said he thought he was replying to a private account, as if that <sighs> somehow makes it okay, and it doesn't. But yeah, so he's been, he's, he's wasn't fired. He should have been fired, but he apparently was allowed to resign. Should have been lynched. Hey, we don't do that around here anymore. Should have, should have been uh, fired for sure. Yeah. He, I, it sounds like he's probably given the option like, Hey, you better resign or we're kicking your ass out. I think that maybe is what happened, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would well, be my guess, but. It's it Texas, so say who that. knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Call the fur fighters. <laughs> hey, I, ty I type wrong sometimes. <laughs> oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> all right, well, you got force, Matt. Well, there's new research out. <clears throat> and new research? Why would, they, why would we need new research? Isn't, yeah. Isn't everything been change. settled by the Bible? <laughs> it's about the Bible. Oh. oh. And it's, uh, it's going to be a big no shit. For everybody that <laughs> listens to this show, uh, provides evidence that the personal beliefs, personal religious beliefs of the United States senators influence their legislative behavior. No shit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. The study was published in the Journal of Scientific Study of Religion. Uh, 
Interesting. You can have a journal of the scientific study of religion, but you can't have a journal of the religious study of science. Say that again? So this was published in the Journal of the Scientific Study of Religion. Mm. And that's that's totally a thing. But you can't have the religious study of science. Well, yeah. What is there to study in religion aside from religion? Because well, and religion isn't 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 a way science. to the truth, right? Yeah, it's it's unless not it's something... that one unless it's just about reindoctrinating about that one religion. But you huh. can't go anyway. Doesn't yeah. just <laughs> uh, the the author of the study, uh, Daniel Arnon of Emory University, examined a number of sources to create religious portfolios. For 150 senators during the 110th to the 113th sessions of Congress, he found that the lawmakers' religious beliefs were associated with their legislative behavior, and this relationship was still significant even after controlling for the senators' personal and ideological characteristics. The religious preferences of senators are associated with voting and policies in the Senate across all issue areas, economic, economic social, and foreign policy. Yeah. Uh, is this because more religious constituencies tend to elect more religious senators who in turn push legislation that's aligned with the dominant religious beliefs of their state? Arnon found evidence that this didn't entirely explain the situation. Senators are more senators with more traditionalist religious view, uh, beliefs tended to push more conservative legislation, even if their constituencies weren't as religious. Senators were were considered traditionalist if they held literalist interpretations of religious text and viewed God as commanding or restricting in their action uh, viewed as commanding or restricting their actions. Yeah, well, and that's that's something that we should keep in mind when we are voting for people mm -hmm. is that you know you're you're voting for them ostensibly to represent you as a constituent uh, in their in their area over which they're they have power or sway in their elected position right but more often than not they're not they're not going to reflect always the values of their constituency they're going to vote what the way they want they want yeah, yeah. and so you need to know who your representatives are and what they believe and ask them how they will vote on different things and why they would vote that way get have them give you an explanation of why they would vote a certain way and for religious conservatives, more often than not, it's because God said that's what we're supposed to do. Yep. yep. Um, even when controlling for, even when controlling for the senator's religious constituency, their personal religious preferences still matter in their politics. Are not explained specifically. Specifically, I find that the senator's religion, religious tradition, is not the main religious driver of voting in the Senate, but rather that the most important religious factor is their religious beliefs, whether traditionalist or more moderate or, and progressive. The bottom line is that while church and state are formally separated, religious legislature, uh, legislators are still driven by their religious beliefs when voting in the Senate on all issue areas. This mechanism circumvents the formal separation of state of church and state and brings religion into politics through the back door. Uh, yep. Church, mm -hmm. church and anal have so much in common <laughs> or so, so many ties. Uh, the back door. While religious traditionalism was found to influence senators, the study found no evidence that their level of religious engagement was associated with their legislative behavior. So basically they're pushing religiously motivated legislation, even if they aren't attending church. Hmm. So they're not doing the actions, but they're still pushing those religious mm things in if the, if they're like traditionalists or conservatives or whatever yeah that's strange do you think that that 
is an indication that they're trying to represent their constituency or at least like that, that they're playing for their base because they want those people to get out and vote for them again. Because we know that religious conservatives vote. That's, they're very good at voting. That's why they voted for Trump. And that's why Republicans, even knowing that religious conservatives are, you know, becoming an ever shrinking uh, portion of the U.S. population, they still want to maintain and cater to that base because they go out and vote. So go out and fucking vote, everybody. Yeah, Yeah, make them obsolete. Yeah, make. You know, even if you're in a place where it's a red state and you know that your vote isn't going to matter because you're just, you know, you feel like one lone progressive in a sea of red. The great thing that you can take away from that if is if that you go and vote, your vote cancels out some fucking dipshit. <laughs> some fucking asshole spent their time going to the voting booth and you've just canceled out their shitty fucking vote. That should make you feel good. Yep. Sorry. Uh, I think that might be part of what it is, but I think the other part of it is that people who are really, really religious or, or people who know that God is real and God well, don't read the Bible or go to church. They just know that he's real and we, we want to do everything for him. Like he's done everything for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, have, have you guys heard about this, uh, new show that Tom Arnold has on vice right now? Oh God, no. What is it? It's uh, searching for the P tapes. Oh well, I knew that he has been on a quest. Yeah, to so, find dirt on Donald Trump. I was yeah. watching it on YouTube the other day, and one part that was pretty interesting. One guy has gone through and transcribed every single time Donald Trump has been on any news show, uh, radio interview, TV program, anything where they're asking him political questions or anything like that, and he tracked mm-hmm. goes. Because here's Trump for his whole life for abortion, for all this stuff, for all this stuff. Mm. goes, as soon as he was running for president in 2016 or running up to it, mm. all of his views fucking flipped mm. to go 100% conservative, uh, evangelical vote. And if, you, if you're listening to the show and you're a uh, conservative evangelical person, just know that the people in power currently – the people who are trying to get your vote, they think you're fucking stupid. Yeah. Are you as stupid as they think you are? Because they think that they can act a certain way and just, just by merit of the words they're saying, regardless of the actions that they're, that they're doing, that you'll still vote for them because they're saying these special magic words as dog yeah. whistles to you. Are you that fucking stupid? Because they yes. think you are. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> And it it worked. We we're yeah, not the we're not the <laughs> it put only him ones. in the White House. So yes, well, yeah. they are. Well, yeah, but uh, like we're not the only ones who think that conservative voters are fucking stupid. The conservative people who you vote for think you're fucking stupid too. So maybe instead of voting for the same people who think you're fucking stupid, you're going to be voting for people who think you're stupid either way. Maybe educate yourself. Re- let go of some of those conservative views that led you to the polls to vote for somebody who's a disingenuous fucking hack anyway. And if you think voting that way is voting in your own interest, um, I don't see how that's possible. Well, God's going to come down and he's going to judge everybody, but that hasn't happened yet. And we can look at going around. We're in the latter Mm -hmm. days. We can look at, I'm not going to use, we had a black president, Ryan. If you don't think that's an indication that we's in the last days or in the latter days, then you're just mistaken. Wait, is it the latter days, the last days, or, or yep, the beginning the same of the thing. end? 
Oh. You know, I can use the word ladder because I, I sound smarter when I say it that way. <laughs> I just figured you bought one and wanted to keep using the word. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are in the last days, Ryan. Oh, shit. There, there is no surer sign than that we had a black president and almost had, God uh, forbid, a, a woman president. Yeah, a vagina was almost in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> Hey gang, this is Jack Materko from For Infernal Use Only and the Naked Diner Podcast, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. All appropriate departments of our government, from homeland security to defense, are engaged fully in the disaster and the response and recovery effort probably has never been seen for something like this. This is an island surrounded by water big water, ocean water. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Uh, what else you got for us? A little bit of Christian dominionism. Oh, fun. <laughs> Religious liberty has become a particularly politicized oh. topic in recent years. And recent months were no different. In a long-awaited June decision, the Supreme Court decided in favor of a Christian baker who refused to make a custom mm-hmm. wedding cake for a gay couple. In July, Attorney General uh, Jeff Sessions introduced a religious liberty task force. Which I haven't heard much about that since then. Uh, that cr- that critics saw as a mere cover for anti-gay di- discrimination. I really enjoyed our episode where you talked about that and went through the mm, yeah. like sixteen yeah. different things in there. <laughs> that was that was really good because I I knew that he had created the liber- religious liberty task force. I didn't know about all these different points that he had mm. made about it. Yeah, so it I liked depressing. That. Uh, and uh, Brett Kavanaugh's record has been scoured and evidence of what his appointment to the Supreme court could mean for future decisions in which Christian beliefs clash with the law and policy. But when it comes to religious liberty for Americans, there's a disturbing trend that has drawn much less attention in recent years. State lawmakers, lawyers, and influential social commentators have been making the case that Muslims are not protected by the first amendment. We've, and we've Uh, played some of this uh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Fisher and those fucks. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, they're not protected because this is a Christian nation. nation. Well, so these yeah. laws apply to Dude. protect Christians. Actually, they're getting a little more savvy because what they're saying now is that Islam is not a religion. Oh, oh. what? Hmm. But they want to claim atheism is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think formally they would ever say atheism was. Well, because what, what they're trying to do is whittle down, right? See, see they're recognizing that legally, y- y- if you give it to one, you, they're having a hard time saying that they know that they can't say Christianity should get this and no other religion should get it. So what they're trying to do now is just cut out the competition by saying, well, then they don't qualify. We're tired of trying to hold these schizophrenic thoughts in our heads. So now we're just going to say no. Well, because yeah. they're, they're trying to claim atheism was a religion to go, well, atheism is a religion. Atheism believes in science. Therefore science is religion. So now you got to teach our science as well. Yeah. yeah. But, but I don't think they would really push that too hard on a f- real formal. I mean, I think they're still trying to, they're still trying to get creation, creationism in all the well, fucking sure, textbooks sure, sure. and taught in school and make it part of the fucking curriculum. And they're making good headway on that. They yeah. are, which yeah. is fucking scary. Um, this once seemed like an absurd, absurd fringe argument. The, uh, uh, Islam is not a religion thing. 
uh, but ha- it has gained momentum. John Bennett, a Republican state legislator in Oklahoma, of course, said uh, in 2014, Islam is not even a religion. It's a political system that uses a deity to advance its agenda of global conquest. Wait, isn't that exactly what this is, the Christians This is, this are is like, doing? turn your irony meters up again, man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because, like, dude, think about uh, somebody saying the same thing to you. Yeah. They can't think that way. <laughs> I mean, clearly. Uh, in 2015, a former assistant uh, United States attorney, uh, yeah, Andrew C. McCarthy wrote in National Review that Islam should be understood as conveying a belief system that is not merely or even primarily religious. In 2016, Michael Flynn, who the next year was briefly presidential or President Trump's national security advisor, told an ACT for America conference in Dallas that Islam is a political ide- ideology that hides behind the notion of it being a religion. Oh, well put. Well, there, then so. conservative, 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 none of us can, uh, none of us can <laughs> fucking talk tonight. Yes. That word is also a religious ideology. Then <laughs> we were doing sure. tongue twisters earlier <laughs> in a January, 2018 news release. Uh, Neil Tapio of South Dakota, a Republican state Senator who was planning to run for the United States house of representatives, questioned whether the first amendment applies to Muslims at the root of the push to deny that Islam is a, is a religion is a misguided belief that Muslims are anti-American An industry of anti-Muslim fear mongering has helped stoke and perpetuate moral panic about Islam taking over America and subverting American values. A 2016 survey by the Pew research center I am really stumbling. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm like, right. I'm like right there close. And I'm just like sort of hiccuping a little it's bit on these like words. It's almost like you're second guessing the way you're pronouncing things and getting it in your head. Yeah. I'm just like tripping a little bit on these, some of these words. You're really starting to duff it up. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Mitt Duffy. Uh, I mean, Matt. <laughs> Hasn't gotten that bad, you guys. That's <laughs> what you get for sitting in his chair. Yeah. Shit. It's a disease. I didn't know it was that, that stuff I, was it's stages. It's fucking contagious. Damn. Enters through your butt. <laughs> oh, shit. Through your duff? Yeah. Through your duff. Through your duff. Yep. <laughs> Damn. A uh, 2016 survey by the Pew Research Center found that almost half of American adults believe that at least some American Muslims are anti-American. This number included 11% who think most or almost all American Muslims are anti-American. <laughs> I wonder I wonder what would qualify as anti-American. Well, they probably think we're anti-American. They do. They think liberals yeah. are anti-American. Yeah. Of course or, they do. They say atheists. that all the time. And atheists, yeah. Well, but they, it, they, they think liberals are, are fundamentally anti-American. Yeah. Well, it's like they have a view of – of anybody who's not Christian, and it, well, and, anybody and they, who's not me, yeah, well, that's they, basically what it is. They they tend to confuse or mix up. Maybe it's not even confusion. Maybe it's an intentional thing where they they honestly believe that in order to be a good quote unquote American, you have to be a religious Bible thumping Christian. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes you an American. America is a Christian nation. Mm-hmm. God, guns, and country. Yeah, in that order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ain't met no liberal that likes no country music, so you strike out in all three. <laughs> I fucking hate country music <laughs> yeah. so much. I like Johnny Cash. Ugh. Well, that's not really country, though. That's I like old country bad, stuff, though. but like none of the, like Keith. No, no fucking, I don't like any of the modern. Yeah, no. Yeah. 14% thought that 
about half of all American Muslims were against America. Hmm? Amer- these are only American, American Muslims, Muslims against Muslims. Mu- America. Hmm. Yeah, these aren't just Muslims worldwide. These are American Muslims. Uh, and a 2017 poll found that uh, half of the United States adults believe that Islam does not have a place in mainstream American society. Wait, half of all U.S. adults or half of? Yeah. Like not th- – this isn't just a a poll of conservative or Christian Americans. This is like half of every American they polled? In a 2017 – a 2017 poll. So I don't know which poll huh. found that half hmm. of U.S. adults believe that Islam does not have a place in U- in mainstream. That's – That's depressing. It yeah. is. And almost half, 44%, thought there was a natural conflict between Islam and democracy. Hmm. There kind of is, though. Well, I guess it depends on how far they want to take that. And there would also be a conflict with any religion, Christianity and democracy. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I think that's true, too. Yeah. Um, The fear is so real that in 2010, the when the mosque opponents in Murfreesboro argued against I fucking hate that town name. God damn it. (laughs) Uh, Murfreesboro. Let's throw in some more vowels. Well, and an extra consonant. <laughs> it's not Murphy's bro. Murphy's bro. It's Murphy's bro. <laughs> uh, argued against the religious validity of Islam. That I don't know how you do. I don't know either. The well, Department of Justice. You don't know what? What was it? You don't know how? The uh, argue against the religious validity. Oh yeah. Uh, the Department of Justice filed an amicus brief explaining that under the United States Constitution and other federal laws, it is uncontroverted that Islam is a religion and a mosque is a place of religious assembly. The fear is not limited to mosque cases. There have been legislative efforts in 43 states to ban the practice of Isla- Islamic religious law or Sharia law. 24 bills were introduced in 2017 alone, according to the Haas Institute at the University of California, Berkeley. This year, Idaho. <laughs> so completely necessary (laughs) Uh, this year Idaho introduced an anti-sharia bill Um, ah, this is regular bill and this is anti-sharia bill Uh, bringing the number of measures introduced since 2010 to at least 217 of those 20 have been enacted so I don't, I don't, know, I don't know I don't how get I f- how you can make an anti. So if if according to their religion they can't eat pork, so what now are you going to force them to eat pork? Well, this is anti Sharia. Well, that's the same thing as saying like that's anti Old Testament, like the laws uh, well, of Leviticus. Yeah, and I'm opposed to them trying to make Leviticus law the rule of the land too. Yeah, yeah but how many yeah. Muslims are trying to make their religious yeah not, rules, very, not law, very many not or very many, but saying well what if the mormons made the, the word u.s of i haven't seen a single instance uh, never yeah it's 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 like saying well i'm worried that they're going to make the word of wisdom apply to every u.s citizen and the mormons are going to take over like no if the mormons want to practice their word of wisdom and their religious rules that they have to follow so be it let them fucking do that shit no one's as trying long to, as they're not harming themselves uh, yeah. or anybody else which Sharia a might lot, have anyway. some. But, well, I think and the, how do you quantify harm? Yeah, like that, they're, yeah. they're being retarded. <laughs> well, it's, it's like the story we talked about last week with the, uh, uh, the, the Jewish celebration where they're fucking flying chickens around their heads and shit. Oh, yeah, Kaporos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like that's part of their religious celebrations they do. Dude, I watched a bunch of videos on Kaporos oh. while I was editing because I wasn't sure how to spell it. 
Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> so for the show it? notes, I YouTubed Kaporos and then watched a bunch of videos of people doing protests during Kaporos and the the Hasidic Jews who were doing it and you know arguing back like, "Oh, you want to protest here? Why don't you go into protest at McDonald's?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> what yeah. the chicken nuggets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it yeah, it was just arguments back and forth, yeah. and it it's pretty gruesome, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We keep getting you off track. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, it's not hard to imagine what the reaction from those corners might be if Muslims sought other exemptions, including ones routinely sought by Christians mm-hmm. from performing certain medical procedures, mm-hmm. uh, providing certain medications, or say the baking of wedding cake for a gay couple. Mm-hmm. A June poll by Monitoring Consult showed that white evangelicals are more likely to support religious businesses over refusing services to LGBT. (laughs) Let me read that again because that did not make sense. (laughs) A June poll by monitoring consults showed that white evangelicals are more likely to support religious business owners refusing services to LGBT individuals. There's a a period after every LBGT, so it looks like the end of this goddamn sentence. Well, I I was giggling because you said a June poll, but you said June poll. A June poll. A June poll. (laughs) <laughs> a june poll uh yeah anyway um lgbt individuals if the business owner is a christian jew or mormon but less so if the business owner is a muslim okay so they would support the white evangelicals in a poll said that they would support 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 the religion i'm fucking done <laughs> Man, <laughs> they would be more likely to support religious business owners against LGBT people and slightly less so if the business owner was Muslim, even if it was still against the, <laughs> them queers. <laughs> if Islamophobes are successful in their efforts to strip American Muslims of the same protections that Christians enjoy, it's they, not the Muslims they irrationally fear who will be responsible for curtailing religious liberty. Yeah. But it's not about liberty. It's about privilege. That's the problem. I, I think people mm-hmm. on the left are still caught up on that. I think yeah. they're still thinking, Hey, you're going to ruin religious liberty as if they <laughs> fucking give a shit that everyone else has the same rights. They don't give a shit that everyone else has the same rights. No, they, well, they don't want everybody else to have the same yeah, rights. No. They, I know they want, they're trying to not have that. Yeah. They and want so, special privileges. So for the themselves. more that the left keeps saying, Hey, this is not going to be fair for everybody. The more they go. Yeah. That's exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah. They're like, yeah. And good. Yeah. Well, well not everybody that's is the point. Not everybody is as American as I am. You, right. Well, you got to stop saying, well, this isn't fair for everybody and go, well, this is anti-constitutional. That doesn't like matter con- anymore either. And mm. you like the Constitution, don't you? They don't. They didn't let well, Obama have the SCOTUS pick. They they well, don't care that's, about that's people in office. I'm talking about, about redneck Sessions. hillbillies who say they love the they Constitution. They don't even know what the Constitution says. That's why we can tell them what it says. It yeah. don't say that in there. Yeah, yes, exactly. it does. I know you can't read. I read it. I'm reading it right here for you. <laughs> yeah. The the whole thing, we're at a place now with with conservative Christians in this country where it doesn't matter 
what we say. It doesn't matter what's actually out there. I know they don't, they've given up on science altogether. We can't tell them about the Bible because either we don't know, or my pastor said different, or I've read it there. I swear it's in You're there. You're taking it out of context. Can, yeah, out of context. It's literally down to this is what's in my head and I don't give a flying fuck what anyone else says or thinks. Mm-hmm. And there's no reaching them. There's, there's no communication anymore at all. There's, and there's, there's no understand. There's not even, there's not even a pretending to care to understand. Yeah. I, I it's can't, all gone. There's no, there's, 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 there's no reaching them at all. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody on the left who goes to like a Trump rally or a conservative mm-hmm. setting somewhere and starts talking to conservatives. And it's like, well, you know, so you think this and that, and what do you think of this? And they, they, they give their views or beliefs on something. And it's like, well, do you think you could be wrong or is there anything that could change your mind? No, never. Yeah. Nope. Never. Never. Yep. I've never changed my mind. This is what I, this is the truth. I, there's nothing you could say that would ever change my mind about this. Yep. All right. Then I'm going to stop fucking trying. Yeah. And we'll just steamroll over your dumb country fucking bumpkin ass. And the, the thing that's so frustrating is because people on our side, are much less apt to vote and you need to get yeah. out and vote people. Yeah. That's how you change things. It's not just about protest after the fact, because you didn't fucking vote. You need to vote in order to get your policies enacted. I, I think there's overlay between those two things. We ju- you just talked about too, though, because I think, I think that people on the left, <clears throat> I think people on the left almost by definition sort of live in the gray area, right? And conservatives are very, very, very yeah. black and white thinkers. Yeah, that's true. And almost nobody, I, I, I would dare say nobody that's a progressive would assign the level of certainty that you're talking about, the those high levels of confidence to their beliefs. Oh, yeah, that nothing can ever opinion. change yeah, their mind. Yeah, I don't think they would ever do that. And And I think living in that gray area, having so much uncertainty and doubt does doesn't lend itself well to steady voter turnout numbers in the way that it does when you get blocks of people who are all nodding along in unison, who know three things and they know three things to be absolutely true. hundred percent, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And they, and they hear somebody get up there at the pulpit and say, here are them damn three things. And I know them three things, just like, you know, them three things. And I'm going to get them to stop <laughs> pushing our rights of those three things back. They're going to say, yeah, we got to go out and, Hit the button for all them guys who know all them same three things. It's not the three percenters. It's the three thingers. Yeah, that's yeah. This they, <laughs> they they know three things. But I think that I think that helps you make be. I I think that makes you more certain about things, or or makes you feel more certain about things when you know less. Right? Oh yeah, you certainly feel more comfortable. Right, and then and then the other thing is things are easy to identify because oh he's hitting on all the buzzwords and we see that every election cycle and then when you have when you have that only three things you care about they're talking about them and we're 100% sure you'll vote and when you live in the gray area and you're like yeah but there's there's 500 issues we're trying to balance here and this guy is saying that and, and yeah but there's a checkered past or we're not sure what to think about Hillary or this and that then there's so much you know, you're you're not going to get a huge block that just walks like lemmings to the polls. I, I think those two things have some overlap for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. But do it, please. Just go vote. Yeah. Anyway. Just do it anyway. If, no, no, November 8th. Just pick the best ones you can get. Registering is super easy. Voting is super easy. I know here in Utah, we have early voting. You can vote by mail. Mm-hmm. It's just like the, you, you have like no excuse to not vote. 
And your employer has to allow you to go vote. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is that a state law? I think it's a federal, federal law. law. Yeah. They have to allow you. They time have to, to allow you to time to go vote. Hmm. Uh, that'll wrap it up for us here. Oh no, it won't quite wrap it up for us. I wanted what? to cover a couple things very quickly. Well, just one thing, and then we can address the other thing later. Uh, but the first one is that we have we received an update from Marius Kotbutrakowski. Last week we were a little concerned that he may be fired after having the Pope song from Tim yeah. Mitchin. <laughs> uh played played aloud in Good the news. library where he, he was fired. <laughs> no, he was not fired. <laughs> Sent us a message and said, "Hey, an update. I won't get fired. Seems like the whole thing was as harmless as it was hilarious. I still listen to atheist podcasts at work. I don't use headphones because I often wander around the room and organize and alphabetize books, fix and sleeve them, often outside of headphones cable length or when it would be inconvenient." I currently work in a small room in a dark corner of the local elementary school, moved this spring, and still trying to organize stuff. So we're very glad to hear that you will not be fired, yes. Marius. Mm-hmm. That, that, that makes us feel better about things. <laughs> like, I would, I would personally feel bad if, if we got me putting that song at the end of a show that was played loudly while, while a, uh, priest <laughs> came around. Well, I would, I would, I would, I would feel culpable. In, yes. in that having happened. But it would still be the priest's fault for being that old and that fucking sensitive. That crusty about it, yeah. It's snowflakey. Uh, but that will wrap it up for us this evening. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be Alan Firth. Numania. Christy Callback. Gay. Gayfist. <laughs> Gert. Gert. I forgot to step off my mute button. Larry Wilson. Stephen Andrews. Let them eat coffee. Two skeptical chaps. Michelle Short. Vanessa. Freethinker215. Who sent us a message to let us know that they have started contributing to a few different shows and we are the only ones who have said their username correctly. You know Freethinker215 versus Freethinker215 or Freethinker215. Because we're the most accurate podcast out Cause there. Because we're fucking badasses. Yeah, yeah. Utah Outcasts. Janet Uter. Marius Kot Butchukowski, who still has a job. Wes Aaron. <laughs> Andrew Vodopich. Taylor Grin. Angelica <laughs> Jeremy Goodson. Brandy Hamrick. Megan Kennedy. The Faz. Jeff Peterson. Jesse Pointer. Savita Kuna. And the Purple Dragon. Thank you all very, very much. We appreciate it more than you know, and it helps us cover all kinds of costs. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think most people who maybe don't have a podcast realize mm-hmm. all the things we've got to pay for. It's not just equipment, but it's hosting services yeah. and other things like Zencaster if we want to have an travel interview expenses. with. <laughs> yeah, they don't let us put it on the internet for free. Yeah, yeah. There's There's a lot of expense involved with this. So any little bit that you can contribute to help keep the show going is greatly, greatly appreciated. And so until next week, crucify Brett Kavanaugh. Leave a review to keep Kavanaugh off the bench. <laughs> and rate the show five times a day towards crusty old priests. <laughs> went and had a few drinks at my house and he came back over. We had a few more drinks. He went and grabbed some Burger King. So I had a burger from Burger King. That was all I had to eat all fucking day. <laughs> then I had myself like a good six like. Tall old fashions, mm-hmm. which is straight alcohol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then around five. Well, is- you do have the twist of citrus in there.
<laughs> I don't put citrus in it. What? Then that's not an old fashioned man. I Come I, on. I use the citrus bitters, which is actually fifty fifty percent alcohol. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so everything I put in it has alcohol. <laughs> bitters? Bi- the the bitters I buy. What bitters do you buy? Uh, the old, uh, the, the the better bitters. <laughs> you buy better bitters. Uh, the bitters you buy. In I the can't bar. remember the name of it. It's it's a traditional one you always see at the bars and stuff. Do you buy your bitters at Best Buy? No. Oh, best the bars. The best bitters. You mean butters, betters, bitters? Oh yes, butter, better bitters. It's the best bitter butter and Buttersworth. <laughs> <laughs> On Amazon, they were like eight dollars a fucking bottle. But are they better bitters? No, they weren't the best bitters of the better bitters of the butter bitters. What's the best buy you found for better, for better, 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 better? Well, right now, the best. <laughs> better, bitter, better. Better, better, better. <laughs> the best buy I found for the better, bitter, butters, or the better, bitters, <laughs> was wall bitters. Picky people pick Peter Pan peanut butters, the peanut butter picky people pick. What we about used to toy boat? Fucking around and try to. Toy boat, toy boat, toy that. <laughs> that one, I always end up sounding like I'm from Wisconsin. What's toy wrong boat? With that? <laughs> toy boat. That one's uh, sorry about your toy boat. That one hey. I think is the hardest one. Get your. I already had a Kavanaugh one in my head. <laughs> Did I fuck it up? <laughs> I'm like I'm doing it anyways. <laughs>